He's hooking. He's hooking. Damn, Ron, come on! What's the matter with you? Tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. There is no tomorrow! There is no tomorrow! Two halves to make one hole, which is a complete asshole. My name is Cole Jackson. Shogun here. I think I'm illegal. You illegal? You in New York now? Nah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm just bullshit. Hey, hey, I'm with you. I need to bring my mouse up more. It's like I'm doing this and trying to scoot it. It's okay. like it's fucked we, up. We can fix it in post. <laughs> you can fix it tomorrow. <laughs> there is no tomorrow. What? I'm trying to get my <sighs> shit together. Me too, bro. What? Hey, man. You life. know, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. First of all, how you how you doing, man? You good? I'm alive. Let's go. Me too. I gotta say we. We would be so far ahead of the curve right now. I was watching It Is What It Is, Cam and Mace's show. Mm-hmm. And do you know OJ is like a really big part of their show? Yeah, he called. Yeah, I know. And like, I was just like. I was, what, three years ago, jokes for us? <laughs> we was doing that joke like that. years ago. We said he was a good guy, and people were like, nah. We was like, no, he's really good. Like, the dude has a great personality. I understand how he charmed him. He they was have, a charmer and a harmer. <laughs> they have OJ on every fucking week and, and treat him the same way we would treat him if he was on our show. Because it's OJ. He's like, oh, you're killing it again, OJ. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, why not? OJ be on there talking about fantasy football and the Bills. That's all he talks about. Yes. He's a good guy. He just had a, you know, lapse of justice. Actually, I don't, I, you know what? OJ ain't do it. Mmm. You know, if OJ was on our show, he would have killed it. Can't get arrested <laughs> for double jeopardy, huh? I mean, at this point, he he can say whatever he want to say. He, <laughs> he can do whatever, man. I I just I was like, damn. I said, man, we were like really using the OJ. We was leaning on the OJ jokes really, really hard. And yeah, I mean, 
But it was when he was hot on Twitter. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, OJ. <laughs> like, hey, this guy's making some really good points. People should listen to him. Just not hang out with him. But he's making some really good points. You would hang out with OJ? Would I? Would I? Would Here's I? the ultimate question right here. Who would you hang out with? OJ, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin? <laughs> what the fuck you talking What? Michael Irvin. In a heartbeat. Michael Irvin. Do you know how me? much fun? I don't care. Do you know how much fun Michael Irvin is? Clearly OJ by the court down. cases, yes. He's very fun. All the fun. OJ down here. Actually, let me think about this. I was about to say, OJ's downhill. Michael Irvin's uphill. So it's like the fun, the anticipation of fun with Michael Irvin is like riding a roller coaster going up to the top. With OJ, you just coasting because you're going downhill. It's like you know you're going to have fun. I okay. think it will be so unexpected. So many twists and turns. With Michael Irvin, you'd be like, hey, man, you want to go play some pool? And then the end of the night, you end up in Mexico hiding two bodies. Like, in a pool. What the, how did we do this? <laughs> what happened, Michael? <laughs> Shit, you know, man, hell. Ain't okay. no tomorrow. I'll switch it up with you. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather hang out with? Michael Irvin or Shannon Sharp? Michael Irvin? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want to talk to no bumbling, fumbling Shannon Sharp. You can't even... <laughs> His sentences is, is tripping him up hard enough. Bump, Michael Irvin, can get, man, I, 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 I'm sorry. I love Michael Irvin, bro. That's my homie. I would kick it with him. Why do you hate him so much? Who me? You? Yes, yeah, you. The guy I don't right hate there. Who would you hang out with? Me, Shannon Sharp, or Michael Irvin? I got. I got to go with the nigga who ain't got no, <laughs> who ain't got shit on their books, nigga. <laughs> Sharp is clean as a whistle. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What, what, what you putting Michael on Michael's nigga? books? He got, this nigga up what, for the same shit now. What they has still, he been they, proven? What has he been proven? If, st- if you would hang out with OJ Simpson, he got stuff on his books according to your theories, right? Yeah, sir, the time though. OJ good. He but that was the time. He was found guilty. <laughs> what has Michael Irvin been found guilty of? Uh, they can't keep giving him these accusations, bro. He ain't did shit. Uh, That's he what I did. keep saying. They keep coming up with all these <laughs> accusations on this man. He is a fun lover. And they keep trying to trip him up. He keep dodging. Yeah, right. he cool. I told you. I know your dad for a long time. <laughs> he did that shit. He guilty as fuck. Wrong. He ain't guilty. You just another victim of the white man's system. Is See, that and what this that black is? history. That's, that's exactly what this is. This is black history, brother. You're supposed to be standing with your brother in solitary. I am. His name is Shannon Sharp. That nigga ain't got no cases on him. Oh, that's the only reason you would like somebody? Just because the white man put some cases on him. Another <laughs> you, black you man. You cannot ch- like somebody hang out with him. I've done it several times. Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> I work with some, <laughs> some people I work with. <laughs> what are you talking about? What you doing after work? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm going to be busy. Right. It's just like, you know, somebody was just like, hey, man, like if Michael Irvin and Shannon Sharp said, hey, man, you want to go hang out? I'm going to be like, hey, man, yo, uh, uh, Uncle Shay Shay, he said, uh, I'm hanging out with him. I'm hanging with Michael. Mm, man. I, he just. Anybody who hangs out with a Michael has a good time. It's <laughs> it's always inevitable. You have never heard of a Michael not having a good time. Shit. Tyson. Jordan, Jackson, pick one. <laughs> Irvin. <laughs> all good times. All the money. Jai White. <laughs> I, I, I would hang out with Michael Jai White in a heartbeat, too. 
Yeah, Michael Jai White seems like a cool motherfucker, man. I think he's... <laughs> See what and, I'm saying? He he looked like he cool as fuck, and ain't nobody gonna fuck with him. Even if they did, Michael Irvin got his back. You don't think Michael Irvin can get Michael out? Michael Irvin can fight nobody, bro. Get he ain't okay, fight now you going to Michael Irvin? I'm not going no. What are you talking about? He if ain't Michael fu- Irvin. Listen, to me. if Michael <laughs> Irvin and, and Michael Jai White got in the same scenario, I could one hundred thousand percent bet that Michael Irvin would come out of that situation unscathed. You gotta be kidding me! No, I'm not joking. Any okay? A criminal walks up to Michael Irvin and Michael Jai White, flicks a knife, and he says, "Give me all your money." Michael Jai White gonna try to fight him, punch him, kick him. Maybe he'll disarm the knife. Maybe he get cut in the process. Michael Irvin, what you doing, baby? Get some coke. That's all you need. It'll take away all your problems. Okay, Michael Nigga scurries away, and he good, unscathed. Michael Irvin be on that good dope. He gonna be like, man, I'm gonna kick his yeah. ass. He gonna do that crazy shit. When have you heard of Michael? Fuck that nigga. When have you heard of him fighting somebody? <laughs> <laughs> he is a lover, not a fighter. He had a whole pleasure. For <laughs> hey, baby, what's going on? My name is Michael hey. Irvin. You might have heard Irvin? of me. I work. Yeah. I won a couple Super Bowls in the '90s, and this is my real hell. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. You got to be a good dude. You still got hair at his age. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> it's no Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got That's you. That's my dude, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I stand with Michael Irvin and Michael Vick. Look at this. Look at all these good Michaels out here. I stand with Vic too. He doing he on Vlad. Uh, he doing an interview with Vlad. I'm actually gonna check them interviews out. Got to get paid, bro. Got to get paid. <laughs> Michael my, Michael Vic ain't down bad like that. I know. I'm just Good. saying, you go on Vlad, you gonna get paid. Mm. That's I think <laughs> like, that's just Bootsy. Oh, well. Which I ain't against. Pay Bootsy. Pay him. He like one of the last real ones left, bro. I ain't gonna hold it. Bruce yeah, is one of the last seem, real ones left, man. Does seem like we losing a lot. So I am for it. Pay that man what he what he's what he's owed. Completely well, different. Before we get into the sad news, tell us, how has your week been, sir? It's been all right, man. Been pretty good. I hit a milestone. Mm-hmm. I actually put out my first episode of the Stem Society. It came out today as the record the day we record. Sundays and Wednesday, it is the audio-only show uh, today. I'm going to start posting the YouTube stuff this month. I think the first YouTube show should be out on Wednesday. But, yeah, I hit that milestone. It's great. It's a music show, talking about music news, most definitely talking about new releases, artists you should be looking at, Ooh. things like that. Cool show. Get a chance. All you got to do is type in the STEM Society. And you'll find it on Spotify. It'll be coming to Apple soon. You know, Apple be tripping. They don't allow a lot of niggas in there. So, <laughs> one at a time. You know, What's the name of it again? It's called the STEM Society. New Are podcast we? coming soon. Or actually, just came out today. It's not a podcast. It's a show. You oh. show? show. Try to add I, I'm, I'm not going to attach podcast to that at all. Over overused, underutilized. Mm. So, but that happened. How do you feel about this? Happened to me this week, and it 
I felt weird. <laughs> what I, you laughing at? Because <laughs> the way you just came with How do you feel about it? I was like, it oh. just, <laughs> this, have your this parents, have your parents just gave you money? Bruh. Oh, man. My mom yes. just, just was like, like, I looked at my account and $50 just came out of nowhere. And then my mom called me. She was like, I gave you $50. I just wanted to just make sure you was all right. I said, you ain't got to do that no more, Mom. Good. I'm, I'm you straight. You got a little aggravated, huh? No, not mad. I just feel like I feel like my mom needs it more than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need it more than me. You know, I feel like I should be doing that to you. You know, if I was in a better situation, yeah. it would be happening. But she just dropped $50 in my I guess she just, you know. She's just like, well, I just felt like you just needed to be, just wanted to give you something to hold you down. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. How do you feel about that? So I alluded to messing up Christmas on the second best of last year's episode. And I guess this would be the perfect time for me to talk about me messing up Christmas. Mm. So at the end of the Christmas holiday, I spent that time with my family and my, my parents. The day that I was getting ready to head back, my mom had gave me some money, right, for Christmas. And I was like, yo, this is way too much money. I don't need all this. I'm good. I don't want it. She was like, well, I can't buy you the things that you, you want because I don't really know what you need. But this is my way of helping out. So I'm just going to give you this money mm-hmm. so you can get what you want. And I was like, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm always thankful for that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that luxury. And then uh, I think I went somewhere and I came back and my dad had sent me a text message. He said, well, here's a cash app for some gas money so you can go, you know, just put some gas in the car. It wasn't a lot. It was like $100. And, and unfortunately, it was $100 that I needed because I overextended myself around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, I'm good. I, I love my family. I'm going to do everything that I can to take care of them. But I... I honestly just spent too much money. I had way more people to shop for than mm-hmm. the money I had in my account. Right. And so <clears throat> I, I spent money that I didn't want to spend. Yeah. And uh, my parents, both of my parents, without talking to me, gave me some money. And it struck a nerve in me that upset me to my core that I could not figure out. It, it, so when I got back to the house, my dad was trying to help me pack up my stuff to get into the car. And I was like, I got it. I got it. I don't need your help. And uh, so I'm, I'm carrying stuff, and I dropped it because I was really trying to carry too much. And I did need help, but I didn't want it. And so my brother comes. My brother helps me start loading up my car. He's looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Why are you, why are you, what are you upset about? And I was like, I'm just, just tired of them. I'm tired of them. <laughs> so I'm putting stuff in. My dad finally comes outside, and I'm, his hands was empty, and I made the comment. I was like, why your hands empty? I thought you were trying to help. And he just looked at me dumbfounded, like, what, what is this? And so I, I'm going back in the house. I get more of my stuff, and I put it in the car. As I, I'm, I'm leaving, both my mom and my dad are in the living room, and I'm sitting there like, look, y'all got to let me live. Y'all just got to let me live. I'm a grown man. I, I got this. I don't need y'all help. I just, I'm not mad. I'm just frustrated. Just leave me alone, you know? So I give them both a hug. And I leave. My dad looks at me. He's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so I'm sitting there like, just, I'm gone. So I leave. 
my brother calls me. My brother's like, hey, what, what is the big deal? What's wrong with you? And it's like, I don't, I just, I don't, I'm frustrated. I'm tired of them. They blah, 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 blah. And I'm just, I'm angry. I'm upset. And I can't really put it into <clears throat> words. So yeah. I get to the house, call my dad, and I apologize to him. It's like, look, sorry for the way I acted, but I'm just frustrated. And so kind of ended at that. He was still, he was upset and confused. My mom called, I, well, I called my mom too, and I apologized to her. She was also like, well, son, you know, I love you, and this is the, one of the ways that I show love to you is because I can't do the things that I used to, and this is one of the ways that I can still do it. Mm-hmm. And it took, like, three days of me sitting on this and thinking and trying to figure out what was wrong with me. My ego was bruised. My mm-hmm. ego was hurt. And, yeah. and for the life of me, I thought I killed my ego, and I, 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 it's still there, and it, it confuses me because even though I'm a grown man and I'm able to do anything and everything I put my mind to, I still needed my parents' help, and that shit hurt. Like, it really, it rocked me to the core, and I couldn't figure out what it was during that time, but I called my dad later, and I said, look, this is what's going on. I got upset because you gave me money, and I feel like I'm old enough, big enough, can get myself into all these situations. I can get myself out of it. I don't need your help. But unfortunately, at that time, I did need your help. Mm-hmm. And it really just bothered me. And I couldn't explain to him during that time when it was happening. But later, I said, I don't know how you do it as a man. Like, life is stressful. Life is complicated. I just, I got frustrated because I, I needed your help. And I want to be able to stand on my own. And he was yeah. like, son, I understand. Yeah, I mean... But it's not like I did it to to hurt you. I, I, I didn't know you needed it because you don't never tell me these types of things. And I was like, mm-hmm. I know. That's that's me. That's my ego and my pride. And he was like, well, I get it, but I'm just trying to help. And I said, well, you you have help. You always do help. This He's been a wonderful father. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better. But my pride and my ego got to me, and I just – screwed up a, a very terrible i mean it was a wonderful holiday but mm-hmm. i showed my ass leaving and my brother was like look this might be your last time seeing your parents you better make it right and i had to just swallow my pride and call them and talk to them and we good now but i didn't think i had an ego like that or i guess it's not ego is it pride would it be pride that's what I was going to ask you, what you thought it was. Do you think it was your ego? Do you think it was your pride? Because the thing with me was, for me, I'll be honest with you. I just looked at it just like, damn, man, I should be doing this for my mom. But I'm just not in a place where I can do that right now. Like, financially, I'm all over the place. And that's not, it It happens to all of us. You know what I'm saying? So with me, I just kind of just was like, hey, I was like, put some money in here she's like yeah you know i'm yeah. just looking out for you you know just making yeah. sure you are you are right so she said the same thing she was like i can't do the things that i used to do for you you know what i'm saying but you know every now and again it's all it's it's good to be able to to give you something and i was right. like well damn i i, I appreciate it you know what i'm saying because <laughs> she didn't know that i needed you know that yeah the dollars came in handy Boy. so i yeah. um I just told her, I said, hey, I appreciate it. I said, you don't have to. I said, you don't have. You know, I was in the same boat. You ain't got to do all of that. You know what I'm saying? We good. Um, and she was like, well, I know it. it's something I don't have to do. But she was just like, you know, there. she was like, you got to realize, like, 
you're an adult. We don't really spend time together like that. Um, you know, telling you I love you is one thing. And it's it, I can't show you that I love you because we're just not around each other like that all the time. So right. she's like, every now and again, for me to, to just ensure that I'm your mom and I love you, I <laughs> might do something nice for you every now and again. She was just like, it ain't like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what to do or any of that other right. stuff. She's just like, sometimes she's just... I'm your mother and I love you. Yep. And you know, as you know, she just she just basically said, I'm your mother and I love you. And I, I took that as, as like, okay, you just you just want to do something nice and it's all good. I think for me it was really more of a pride thing because it's just like I just look at it just just like, man, like you ain't gotta I should be doing this for you. That's how I look yeah. at it. It should be me giving you my putting money in your account every now and again if you need it. Um mm-hmm. but uh it, you have to get past your pr- pride and your ego sometimes to just let people love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes people just want to love you. And they show it in their own specific way. If it's giving you money or if it's, like, I would have, like, if my mom would have bought me lunch, would I have been that kind of bothered by it? Still, she's it's still coming out of pocket. She's still paying for something. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. You know, you have to look at it from like just people just sometimes you have to let people love you. And and I had to I had to I had to swallow that bullshit and just be like, yeah, let people love you. Yeah, in my case, I think it was more so that I didn't want them to know that I needed the help. And it just ate me alive because I felt like I I mean, we had a wonderful Christmas and I think everybody was happy. But it wasn't like the last Christmas where I was just able to buy everything and anything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I just took it to heart that I couldn't provide for my family the way that I wanted to. And my parents, not even sensing it, just out of the kindness of their heart, giving me something, it just ate me up. It's kind of like when I, when I discovered my fear, you know, mm. I was like, what is this new sensation? I haven't felt fear like this in forever. I'm like, what is this? Wow. I mean, that's how I felt. Yeah. That's how I was when, when I was angry, I, I was shaking, and I'm like, why am I so upset? And it wasn't anything that anybody physically did to me. It was just me emotionally reacting to being down bad, you know? Mm. No, and, man, and we, have to, we have to start letting people love us um, and and leave that other stuff at the door. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't. I looked at it, this, you know, the whole season. When I think about it, like, I don't really tell my mom what I'm going through for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just get up every morning, handle it, and take, you know, just take care of it the way I need to. I'm an adult. I got to make sure everything, is, the house is running correctly. She right. did, She don't know financially what's going on. She don't know, you know, what I'm, I'm doing as far as, like, money situations or money decisions in my household. She just know that I'm her child and she my mama. And she gonna do what she gotta do to just make sure that I'm I know that I'm loved and yep. and she misses me. So Yeah, man. Yeah. You getting mad fu- at it, getting mad at people who don't know what you're going through is kind of <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it's crazy. I and I I one hundred percent admit that I am crazy. And I as I was driving home, I was like, Yeah, I, I think I need therapy. <laughs> Cause this is some weirdo <laughs> it's some weirdo shit. Like this should not be driving me to the point where I'm shaking. Mm, somebody yeah. literally looking out for me. So it's just it's how it goes. 
we always gonna be their kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude, that parents like that's that's just what unconditional love is. We I don't think we really know that. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. Well, you know what? What my belly must be in the way because I can't see the feet. Think about it. I, I, I got the double entendre. Don't ask me how. Okay. Well, you know why I can't see the feet? Because I succeeded last week. I got I got to a goal that I have been striving for for a very long time, sir. All righty. Ever since we brought back this podcast, we had one moniker, and that one moniker was, get your CDL. Guess what I got? Got your I got C- my CDL permit. Man. Wait. I'm in the process of getting my CDL, so. <laughs> There's a um, permit? Yeah, it's a permit. It's a hey, it's a process to get you up CDL. So you ain't you got the it. real thing yet. You I ain't got it yet. Hold okay. on, nigga. I'm trying to get there. Let me celebrate my my steps. Don't belittle my permit, nigga. You ain't I get your know. license to drive. Uh, no, hush. You ain't get your license to drive without getting your permit. <laughs> I didn't know it was the same thing. I thought you just took the test and you got your CDL. Oh no. Oh no no no. So shit. <laughs> let me tell you about. <laughs> So when I started my new job back in August, my manager was like, look, I'm going to go do your training, but you got to get the CDL. You got, you need to get this right away. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. August, September, October, (laughs) November, December, January, February, seven months, seven months into it. Yeah. My ass was about to be black history because my manager was like, look, you got to get this before you can do anything else here at this job. And I was like, okay, I will get it. Week later, I still ain't got it. So he said, look, you need to have this now. I was like, okay. <laughs> so in between that time, I have been cramming and studying and trying to figure out this dang test, and I'm panicking. Of course, myself, I'm a grown-ass man. You just heard me talk about my ego and my pride. I can't fail. I cannot fail because I'm too damn big to sleep on somebody's couch, and I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to get me. I am on my own. <laughs> so I I start studying and I'm cramming and, and I'm, I'm listening to it on YouTube. I'm using the practice exam test and all this stuff. And the guys at work was like, yeah, man, this other dude, he took it like four times before he passed it. This other dude took it. The dude that I hired on with, he took it first time, passed it. No problem. So I'm sitting there in my head. I'm working myself up. I'm like, oh, God, if I fail, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> I'm going to go home. I, I can't go home. Where am I going to go? I spent too much money to move up here. So I'm sitting here like, oh, Lord, what can I do? I'm panicking. I'm like really panicking. I'm studying everything and anything that I can. I know the book in and out. So the day of the test, I'm listening to like little exam questions on YouTube while I'm at work. I had to do it on a work day. So I go to work and then after my lunch break, I go take the test. So <laughs> I set up the appointment two days before. I go into the the, uh, the the sheriff office department. I walk through a kiosk. They have a pull ticket number. You pull a ticket. You sit down. You wait till they call your number. I pull the ticket. They never call my number. My number never shows up on the screen. It's getting close to the time where I was supposed to take that test. So I walk back there to where all the ladies were, and I'm like, hey. One lady noticed me looking around. She's like, who is this nigga? She noticed me. She said, do you need <laughs> She's like, do you need some help, sir? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I checked in, but I don't see my name on the thing. And she's like, hold on, let's see. So she walks me back to the kiosk. She says, sir, you got to sign in right here. 
It's clearly a sign that says sign in. I ain't see it. I just pulled the ticket. I'm ready to take this test. So she's like, you got to sign in. So we try to sign in. She's like, actually, you still 10 minutes early because I got there early. She's like, you still 10 minutes early before you can sign in. So we just going to let you use this ticket that you already had so we can take the place of the test that you had scheduled for. I'm like, cool, as long as they call me. So, so I sit down. As I'm sitting down, I'm still listening to the test on my, on my headphones on YouTube. Some other guys come in. They look like construction workers. They sit down behind me, and they start reading off questions. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that one. That's 10. <laughs> so they're like, oh, you here for the CDL? I'm like, yeah, we all here for the So we all studying, cramming at the last minute. They're like, yeah, he ain't study, He ain't study, but I did. So we all like, okay, well, we going to make it, right? Yeah, I guess. They call my name on the first one. I get up and I say, all right, guys, good luck. And I walk all back there. <laughs> As I'm walking back there, the lady's like, I need all your information. I need your medical card. And you know, just, I'm like, I had a folder. I gave her everything. Boom, boom, boom. I'm giving her everything. She's like, oh, where did you get this medical card? Well, I got it when I was working in Florida. <laughs> the medical card came from Florida. And naturally, they forgot to put something on the form. So she's like, oh, wait a minute. You're missing da-da-da. And I'm like, oh. She's like, well, can you look it up? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, there should be a longer form of this medical card that has all this information on there. And I'm like, I took pictures of it when I first got it. Maybe it's one of those. I'm swiping through my phone. I find the photos. I'm like, is this it? She's like, no. So I'm sitting there like, fuck. She's like, well, you got to have it before you can take the test. And I'm like, okay. So I'm still swiping, swiping, swiping. I log into the, the application, the, well, the site for the DOT, basically the medical card that I got. And I'm looking for this number. She's like, nah, I don't see it. She gets quiet. I'm sitting there swiping. I'm like, I'm going to have to take this test another day. She's like, well, I go back to that office and tell my boss that I ain't took this test. I'm probably getting fired. That's so, it. so she says, okay, we're good. I was like, huh? She's like, yeah, I just Googled it and I found it. I was like, oh, thank you. So she says, all right, I got you on computer number two. We're over there. Put the headphones on. Make sure you don't pull your phone out at any point in time make sure you don't have any other obstructions or headphones on because if we see you use your phone you're disqualified from the test so i sit down boom take off my headphones put my phone up i actually turn that bitch off i put it in my pocket <laughs> i'm locked in i'm like let's go click on the first question i ain't know that hoe i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to the they next had this in I the book <laughs> I didn't, know the, I didn't know the first three questions. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm rattled at this time. Then the next one was word for word of the prep exam that I've been taking. So I click it. Boom, I get it right. Boom, boom, boom. I'm down to like 30 questions. I didn't skip none. And I know I'm like, I feel pretty confident about this. So it's a 50-question course that I had to take. I get to the last questions, and it goes back to the ones I skipped over. And I was like, you know what? I don't really know them. Click, click. Click. I clicked on the ones that I thought it was. It said, congratulations, you passed. I was like, oh, snap, I passed it, cool. So I was like, all right, that's one. It's three parts of this test you have to study for. You have to study for the general God knowledge. Damn. That's the, yeah, that's the 50 questions. Then you have to study for air brakes. Then you got to study for combinations like trailer hitches and all that. So God damn. <laughs> it combined air brakes and trailer hitches in one course, and I didn't know. So I'm like, oh, this is 30 questions. I'm click, 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 click. I know all these. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm smoking it. I get to the end, boom, congratulations, you've passed both parts. And I was like, but what about the third part? She's like, go see your, your, your instructor. And I, I get up and I say, hey, I'm, I'm done. She's like, you passed? I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. Well, 
yeah, just wait over there. We'll get you. And so the black lady who, who helped me out in the beginning, she said, oh, you done with your test? And I was like, yeah. She's like, did you pass? I said, yeah. She said, all right, come on. <laughs> so she sat me down. She printed out all my paperwork. She said, all right, have a good day. Here's I was like, permit. Yeah, I got my permit and I'm good. Like the amount of stress that I put on myself, my girlfriend, Lord bless her. She said, I told you, you got this. I don't know why you do this. Every time when something's haywire, you always obsess with it and stress out. And I'm like, yeah, I have to. I lock you don't in. Know. <laughs> you don't I be, lock in. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about when I had my ex, my ex was the same way. I'm like, you just don't get it. I lock in, man. <laughs> I, I stress, I obsess, yep. and I lock in onto a problem until I solve that hole because I cannot be defeated. I cannot lose. I have to win because it's too much riding on this. So I get my back life. to work. <laughs> I, literally, <laughs> nigga. Life, these nigga. lights would be cut off if I did not do this. My so I, I, life. I drive back to work because, you know, I do it on the company time. I pull up to the dudes. It's like, well, so how'd it go? I said, guys, y'all just going to have to get used to me. <laughs> I passed. But I passed. <laughs> so that took so much weight off of me bro i was not sleeping i was waking up at two o'clock three o'clock in the middle of the night like oh, oh i'm gonna lose my job yeah. <laughs> so i passed it the night up the night after i had the best sleep i've had in a long time mm. oh man so much less stress when you ain't got this looming issue over your head and, right right I'm, I'm happy i'm satisfied with it man yeah, Can't people don't realize at times it just. I'm the same way with with some stuff too. There are things that just like I wish I could turn my brain off on some shit, but I can't. Like it just bothers the. It just chips I, away at me sometimes, and it's just like, yeah. let me just get this shit done and <laughs> tweak it and do what I need to do, and then I'll be I'll be good. I obsess with it because in my head I feel like I'm like a laser. I have to be focused on this situation because I want to solve it. And maybe I, I was too obsessive with this because I, I realized that in my head I could hear everybody back in Birmingham telling me, hey, man, this is a great opportunity. Don't squander it. And I'm like, oh, this is me squandering my great new opportunity. But I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't lose. I got to get this done. But I got it done. I passed it. No issues. Yeah. I, I got to learn how to. Eliminate procrastination. I mean, I don't think it was procrastination in my boat. How many fingers you put up just a minute ago? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> when you were supposed to have it done? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that is procrastination. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, my boat sinks sometimes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you <laughs> got a raise and everything. <laughs> He said, look, look, we had a meeting on Friday. He's like, back when I started, you had 30 days or else. And I was like, okay. <laughs> the, oh. A lot of stress can be taken away when you just take care of the shit when it comes up. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not, I'm, believe me, we are both in the same boat. <laughs> I do the same shit until something <laughs> nags at me and says, just fucking do it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, And a lot of times, like, the time ain't right. Or... The money ain't here, or yeah. it always be something, and uh, those something. are excuses to keep me away from greatness. Fuck that, right? If yeah. I got, it, if I can, if I can, if two out of three things can be handled to make it work, then I'm gonna do it. Make it work. 
Upgraded no, later. I, I ain't had no choice, bro. <laughs> I was down to the wire. Right. He was performing, get out. <laughs> but that's a, but if you would have took care of it, if you would have took away three of them fingers. I, I walked in Friday, just <laughs> head up high, like, yeah, what's up? How y'all doing? I'm, yeah, I'm official. <laughs> but think about if you would have failed that shit. Um, well, see, this is the thing. The guy who took it four or five times, you could take the test as many times you're willing to pay for it. Uh, American <laughs> Thieves, is a they're willing to reimburse you for that first test. After that, you're on your own. <laughs> so it was like a $70 situation of me spending money for all this. Yeah, so if I had failed, I would have had to spend more money. And I'm like, uh-uh, I can't afford that right now. Seeing how I was tripping about my parents giving me money, you know I'm tripping <laughs> if I got to spend extra. What is extra? $70? Don't mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. Something wrong with the computer. <laughs> it glitched. Uh, right. <laughs> well, but nah, got up and just I threw feel, that bitch against the wall. <sighs> I feel so much better, especially in these tough times. I don't know if you know. I hope I, I hope everything is okay at work because I saw on the news that a uh, prominent bank in uh, Alabama is laying off a good percentage of people. Look, man, I won't be surprised if they say you, you got to get out of here. I wouldn't be surprised. Because they're, my job is essentially basically getting, like, we don't we don't have as much work to do like we used to. So they got to find yeah. shit. When they start finding shit to do, Yo, and this, I, I'll tell you what's the telltales of the sign, too. My manager's manager, gone. Gone. <laughs> so I was like, oh, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. My time, I'm just, I'm on a ticking time. I'm the clock Bro, is, is coming. I think we work for the same company. <laughs> <laughs> we had some revolving chairs the other day. Our second level showed up, and he was looking in there like, "Who we missing?" I'm like, I asked some of the guys. I said, "Is it is it weird that he actually was doing a head count? Like he know us, know us. Like this is the not my boss, but my boss's boss, and he know us by name. I'm like, oh, this this ain't good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he paying attention, <laughs> right? Right." Yeah, my boss's boss. They, they let they let her go two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it was just like due to cutbacks. And I was just like, mm. I said, "Well, yeah, I'm on a clock." But I don't know. If- I'm smart enough to I'm smart enough to know I've 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 got a plan already. So I seen something cryptic being posted by you that said three months. Hmm. I wonder what that meant. I don't know. Um. There was there was a uh, not related to what you're talking about, but there is uh, a post that I saw that Regions Bank is laying off three percent of their workforce, and they got like twenty thousand people. So I guess that's about six hundred six hundred jobs they about to let go. I'm just waiting on the meeting. <laughs> we had a random I, like. See, here's what's what's crazy about my. I job. wasn't gonna say where you worked. Oh, I don't give a fuck because I ain't gonna okay. be working that soon anyway. Either, either, either I'm gonna be, I'm gonna stop working because they said go, or, or I'm gonna stop working so. because I said I'm gonna go. Pick your poison because it's happening sooner than you think. But, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they was like we're having a this random ass meeting by my by the by the higher up that called all of my whole department together on some rando shit. And I was just, as soon as I seen the fucking invite for that shit, I was like, oh, somebody gone. And they were just like, due to cutbacks and budget cutbacks and so on and so forth, so-and-so has been let go. Yeah. I said, oh, I'm coming. 
My time <laughs> is a ticking. I'm waiting on that other rando ass meeting for them to be like, well, guys, we're going to have to shorten the, get, make the department a little bit smaller. Yeah. So, and, and no- I mean, I'm expect like, it's funny. I just, matter of fact, this week I had, I also had my, my one-on-one, my evaluation for the year. The first of the year? Like, already? Well, my evaluation was 2023, basically. Mm. And I did horrible. I, I, mm. I knew that. But <laughs> my boss was just like, she was just like, I just wish that you would be able to help other people in the department because you're just so smart. You just know so much. And I was just like, well, I fucking read and I have a computer. Half the people in this department don't even have laptops or home computers. I do. I have multiple. Um, But I'm just, I, I've been biding my time at this job for the longest because <laughs> I know ultimately that this this ain't the end yeah. game and I'm leaving pretty soon. I got other things in the works that I'm going to be doing and it's all good. I put myself on the timetable. Right, so right. either, but either way, either I'm going to go by my hand or by their hand because I read the same story that you read. But mm-hmm. you know what's funny? <laughs> it's funny that they, they, they act like we don't read the news. It's like it's in the news, bitch. What you? It's a national. It's a story. Well, I ain't gonna say national story, but it's a story. What's even more funny is uh, more hilarious. Anyway, there's uh, the the actual job numbers came out last week, and they're like, we're growing. Everything's good. I don't know what these problems are in America. And I'm like, yo, there's tons of people getting fired every other day. Companies always got help wanting signs out front, mm-hmm. never enough employees in a grocery store, but yet somehow we've improved the job number. We got record gas production and we got, I'm like, nah, nigga, how is this better? They're like, yeah, look at this new economy we got. It's growing again. I'm yeah. like, nah, bro. This is, this is the even larger kicker, which is probably going to come into play a little bit later on this year because last year, any union company went on strike. And they got a pretty good payout for them going on strike, right? Mm-hmm. This year, my company that I work for, Union, is at our is a contract year, so it's a good chance that we could go out on strike. Well, UPS is laying off twelve thousand people <laughs> after they just got this super great contract where they upping the pay. <laughs> you know what Mister Wash said. As soon as you find up and in the dictionary, I'm going to put up in your ass. They upping these folks up out of there. I'm like, how y'all just going to give them this great new salary and then fire 12,000 people? Like, when somewhere you know, in the Mr. country. Wash, when, when things get slow. Is slow, you, you the first to go. Oh, nigga, all oh, niggas say that. All oh, niggas say that. All oh, niggas say that. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, right? I can see the writing on the wall. That's why I'm trying to get these skills down this pack, so. If I yeah. get shown the door, I got my CDL. I can drive my ass on. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But that's my week. Mine, too. I ain't really got that news. Yeah. You ready to get into the sad news, bro? Uh, Sure. All right. So we're going to – I'm going to put the Black History of Movies shit here. So that – that. All right, guys. So every year – we do we it's it's Black History Month here, and every year on government name we celebrate black history by doing black history of movies. Of movies. 
It is a staple of the Government Name Podcast for years. We celebrate black cinema better than anybody else. That is our way we celebrate. And this this uh, Black History Month is no different than any other ones. Uh, I had a particular movie that I wanted to ha- to 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 do today, but uh, if you haven't heard, Carl Weathers died this week. Uh, <clears throat> damn, it sucks because he was in a lot of my favorite movies, and I I did not know that he played football. <laughs> What? The nigga was a, I think they say he was a you linebacker didn't know that? or some shit. Hell yeah. no. Couldn't look at that dude I just and thought not that know nigga he was, played football. Some niggas just come out looking like that. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. He, he from that say, era. Make, he, he definitely from that era. They said, we can't make these niggas no more. We got to stop. <laughs> and he played for the Raiders. And I was just like, wait, what? I didn't know that. Carl Weathers played for. I didn't know he played for the Raiders. Yeah, That's he a played. Dope-ass he team. played. Uh, he played football, if I'm not mistaken, for the Raiders, man. That's cool. And um, yeah, he played for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, and he he went. He was undrafted, <laughs> so he, he they didn't draft him. That nigga just out. said, "Hey, I got skills." They said, <laughs> and they we said, "Okay, what we got to get him. Look at him. <laughs> he, he played linebacker." Um, but I uh, I decided to. Oh, man, I decided to to change my Black History movies, and I'm gonna celebrate Black History movies this week by celebrating one of my favorite um, Carl Weathers movies. I'm trying to pull up my stuff. Sorry, Action man. Jackson. Action Jackson. Action Jackson's 1988 film starring Carl Weathers, Vanity, and it's probably one of the greatest Black superhero movies I've ever seen in my life. Let me just say this: Jericho Jackson is a is a cop, but he went to. <laughs> this is crazy. He's a he's a police officer now, but he went to Harvard, and he's the, yeah. one of the smartest men in the world. <laughs> and he also ran track. He just did everything. Yes, Jericho and, Jackson. And Jericho Jackson, his real name is Jericho Jackson, but everybody calls him Action, and they call him Action because he's one of the best cops on the force. So Action Jackson has put away this <laughs> rich man's son for I forgot what that nigga did, but the his his um his the the villain in this movie is called Peter Delaplane, and he has this car he makes cars this this movie is set in Detroit, so he makes the he makes this car that goes fast fast and faster, mm. and Action Jackson's got to bring this guy down because he's Peter Delaplane is running this this drug ring. Behind him selling the cars, and Action Jackson got to take him down. But what we find out is Action Jackson gets framed for murdering his homeboy. Damn it! So now the police force is looking for him, and Peter Delaplane people are looking for him. Let me tell you, bro. Great movie, great one-liners. Like I wish they would have did this as a series because it basically was kind of like like any of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Like he has this one line where <laughs> this nigga's on top of a building. Like he they're they're on this uh this unfinished building that's being built. <laughs> this nigga finds a blow th- a flamethrower. <laughs> and the guy who was supposed to catch him was like, oh shit. And he says, How do you like your ribs? <laughs> and he said that nigga on fire. <laughs> There's one scene where Peter Delaplane has a has a wife, 
Uh, Sharon Stone actually is in this movie. She's the wife, and she's she's like something's not right with my husband. And then all of a sudden, these crazy things start happening to her because he's low key trying to kill her because she's getting on to him. Mm-hmm. There's this one scene where she's just like <laughs> she walks out into the street, and they're con- they're having a conversation. So the car comes by to try to hit her, and. He pulls her out of the way. So he pulls her out of the way. And the car, the dude in the car is like, oh, shit. And he drives off. Now, what do you think happens next, Shogun? I know what happens next. You don't think I've seen this movie? <laughs> Jericho Jackson says, no, I'm not going to steal a car. I'm going to chase the car down. This nigga ran. <laughs> Catches up with the car. The dude turns around. He's like, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to run him down. So... He's playing chicken with this car, and Action Jackson jumps over the <laughs> fucking car. Yes. <laughs> Did you expect anything less? <laughs> Action Jackson for a reason. He jumps over the fucking car. Now, the difference is in like today's movie time, like Marvel stuff, they jump over cars all the time. They right. do all types of fantastical things because it's an unrealistic world. Action Jackson didn't have the technical aspects to make it look so cool and tech, you know, <laughs> jumping over car. But the way that they did it in this movie, nah, bro, he did that. He did that shit. And he did, he don't have no superpowers, he just ran track. <laughs> he he didn't nigga. do nothing special. He, he said, I ran track. I was a, a gold medal athlete in, in college. <laughs> I can jump cars in. Why not? Why not? So <laughs> my resume. Action Jackson is one of my favorite Carl Weathers movies. I don't think yes. it get enough love. The the plot is amazing. Uh, the action, no pun intended, is great. Like some of the fight scenes, niggas jumping over cars. Like this nigga jumped out of a window and landed in the back seat of a car, uh, on the <laughs> on the roof of a car and live. Take yeah. that rock. <laughs> so the, the rock ain't got shit on this nigga. Nah. Now. You've seen Action Jackson. You love that. Did you know that there's another movie that's actually better than Action Jackson? Wait, better than Action Jackson? Have Tell you heard of Hur- Have you heard of Hurricane Smith? <laughs> Who? Why do they call you Action anyway? I have to catch a cab. Last time he got satisfaction as Action Jackson. This time he hits like a hurricane. Carl Weathers is Hurricane Smith. Yes, sir. You better put that thing away, man. Cousin, you got full communication skills, you know that? Get ready or get blown away. Don't you worry. I'll be back. Don't answer back. Just listen to what I'm saying to you. You got something against Americans? <laughs> this is where I come from. Oh, boy. This place where somebody gets his ass. Hurricane Smith. He's bringing his kind of thunder down under. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> Smith, bruh. Look, 
I've what? never heard of that movie before in my life. That movie life. is better than Action Jackson. Nope. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not falling for that. Watch it. No. Watch there's it. no way it's better than Action Cocaine Jackson. 80s, bro. It's no. It's not better than Action Jackson, bro. I can't do that. You nope, can't do it's that. It's a close second fan. if it ain't. I, I don't know. It, it didn't get the the praise. A lot of people ain't never heard of that movie. I think. <laughs> Where's his mustache? <laughs> yeah, it don't look right, dude. <laughs> it don't look right that he don't have his mustache. Like, so I was. It don't, it was like, like, we gotta, we gotta separate this from Action Jackson. You gotta shave, yeah. shave your mustache, Carl. He's like, shit. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> See, how much they pay? <laughs> oh, all right. Nah, that looked like a. Mm, I don't know, bro. That looked like it was he, his. It was his movie to break out on his own solo. Oh, really? He had to. Yeah. Did I mean, that come well, before Action Jackson? It came after. Action Jackson came out in this uh, 80. No. 88. Yeah, X Jackson yeah. came out in '88. This came out in '92. Oh, the times was bad. <laughs> I mean, the '80s was over. I mean, it was the '90s. Times was bad then. Well, see, what happened was I was going down the rabbit hole of movies because I was going to do a review on one of his movies too, and I was like, I've never heard of Hurricane Smith. Watch it. Just watch it. You can watch it for free on YouTube. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. Now. He, I was going through his credits. Did you know he also played in a movie called Bucktown? Bucktown? Oh, my God. Bro, I think we both need to watch this movie. Because this, <laughs> this, is, this is the type of movie that I like. And I think you would like it, too. Bucktown. If you like Black Dynamite, Bucktown looks like the inspiration for it. Check it oh, out. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> This is the man. Get out of his way. His target is Bucktown. And this is the day. Bucktown, where the chicks are on the make. But first, I want to see the color of your green. <laughs> oh, I'll kill both of you. The time you'll never forget. The cops are on the tape. It's going to be five next week. You understand that, boy? And the welcoming committee is a sawed-off shotgun. Bucktown. Right Starring Fred Williams, Pan Greer, Thalamus Rasulala, and Tony King. They're the greatest black attack pack you'll ever see. You know any prayers, Cracker? A shame on you if you don't. And they're taking over Bucktown. Damn, brother, you have become one violent dude. They're trouble, Brian. They don't look right. Just remember, we're the law. God is on our side. Fred Williamson is Duke Johnson. Say, baby, you know, if you're interested, I could turn you on to a whole lot of fun. No, thanks. You're not much for manners, are you? You forget. Pam Greer is Aretha. You think you're really something, don't you? A super successful young brother. Everyone kowtowing to you. Thalamus huh? Rasulala is Roy. The beautiful <laughs> Bucktown. And Tony King is TJ. Hey, that's my hat. Yeah, sloppy there, boy. Together, they're gonna paint Bucktown red. Well, what you think, home? It's cool. Like stealing candy from a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a good shot. <laughs> Fred Williamson, Pam Greer, 
Thalmas Rasulala, Tony King. They're dynamite. In Bucktown. Bucktown. Carl Weathers is in that movie as well. He was at the table. You see him in the background. But that movie looks interesting. I hadn't watched that yet. That's Damn. next on my list. I gotta watch that. Buck. <laughs> See, that Hurricane, what is it? Hurricane Williams and Bucktown? Hurricane Smith. Hurricane yeah. Smith. Yeah, Bucktown. That's, that's, kids, that's your assignment for next week. <laughs> we got to watch those. <laughs> Hurricane Smith and but, Bucktown. Damn. That's, nah, it, it, that nigga said, I'm the law. God's on my side. <laughs> God's on my side. <laughs> it really hurts to see Carl Weathers pass, man, because it, it, <clears throat> he was born in 1948. Every time I see somebody around that time pass, I believe. I start to think about my parents, mm-hmm. my, my parents close to that time. And it's just like my childhood is slowly disappearing. And it's, I think Red from Conversation Carnar has always used to say when this happened, it's like there is not a new version of these people. Yeah. And <clears throat> Jonathan Majors might have been the new Carl Withers, but he kind of screwed that up for everybody. Like, yeah. And dang, man, there's nobody of that architect, of that type. That I've seen in movies today. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe the dude who played Luke Cage, I can't think of his name. But. Yeah, but I don't see it. The last thing I seen him in was Plane. I don't know if you've seen that yeah. movie, him and. Uh, it was all right. It wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, it didn't have no plot, but it had a lot of action in there. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. Uh, the movie I'm going to talk about, guy, it's putting Hollywood to shame. <laughs> it's putting Hollywood to shame. Hollywood is on. Uh, it's over for, for me. I'm done with Hollywood. I got you. Like, there's nothing you want. I'll go ahead and go into it. Go ahead. There's go nothing ahead. that Hollywood can do for me anymore. Like, they have been replaced. Now, I don't know if it's fair for me to say, like, things like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon is not Hollywood, but the things that I've seen come out of Hollywood today is laughable. It's ridiculous. They mm. have these overinflated budgets where they got tons of money and the best writers that money can buy, and they produce the worst content ever. Right. There's no reason that a movie like Action Jackson or Bucktown or Hurricane Smith shouldn't exist today. There's mm. nothing like that. I haven't seen it. <laughs> People are too sensitive. You can't make those. Because if you think about the language and the type of shit they was doing, and like... Do you know how many people get on Twitter and be like, this Bucktown movie is terrible. How could they disrespect women like that? Or how is it that the white man could do these things? Or he said nigger. They give uh, Tarantino the pass? Well, he had to switch that shit up a lot. Like, once but once he started getting into, like, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and shit like that, like, he kind of had to, like, slow that shit down. You seen Hateful Eight? Yeah, but that was before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And plus, the setting, I mean, I get what you're saying, but. <laughs> the Django was pushing it, too. But you got to think about, <clears throat> you got to think about the, uh, like, he get a pass for that because he's Tarantino. Mm, I'm not I saying guess. it's right, but they just like, oh, it's, it's all Quentin Tarantino. He's made several great movies. <laughs> yes, he has. But this is the the point that I'm saying is, Hollywood today is dropping the ball because there's there's so much creativity out there, but the the byproduct from that is just laughable. And the studio or the team or the the organization that has taken up the torch and the mantle, in my eyes, to make a a better story, is Tubi. Tubi is crushing it. 
They laughed and at this me. next. They I laughed, laughed at you. They la- I ain't saying you. I'm not saying oh. you. I said they laughed. <laughs> when I when I was on the tube train early, niggas laughed at me. They laughed at me, man. They nah, laughed I was at with me. You. I was with you on the tube train. Like, I, I'm, I, I might not I have been in the same car, but I was there with you. Tubi is doing it better than anybody out there doing it today. The movie I'm going to talk about, I think it's a Tubi exclusive, but that's where I watched it. And it's, 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 it's from one of those creators that just, oh, man, he just gets better with every piece of work that he does. And this right here is probably his best, best work. You've seen Buffed Up. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have, you seen five, have you seen Five-O? What? <laughs> that, is the best, that is the best way. That is the best. That's the best way to say it. what. Yeah, from the creative, buffed up. Five is it a <laughs> no, it's, it's a Tubi movie. Okay, have you seen uh, Two Eleven? Who? Okay, have you seen Plug what are these Love? number movies? You keep coming up five oh two eleven four eleven. Okay, you you've seen Buffed Up and you've seen Plug Love. Yeah. So the man who stars in those, his name is Murder Pain. Murder Pain. You know Murder Pain. Yes. Murder Pain is one of the most. I, I, to me, he is the hood version of Tyler Perry. Okay. <laughs> Murder Pain is a director, an actor, and I don't know if he's a writer, but I would be surprised if he isn't. Right. Murder Pain is carrying Tubi on his back. The best movies on Tubi <gasps> come from Murder Pain. Please mm. disagree. I, Please I mean, disagree. The nigga who played in Notorious is, is they neck and neck. That nigga, <laughs> the nigga who played Biggie, he in everything on two. <laughs> I was like, and how you know did what? you fall from grace, nigga? You was Biggie. I don't know. Is that a fall from grace, though? Is that a fall from grace? Because I think Murder Payne might have directed the movie he was in. <laughs> That's 211, I think, that you're talking about. Hold on, let me look that up. Two. What you mean? That nigga who played Biggie is in everything on two, bruh. Everything. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that one movie called 211 is, uh, I think he's the, the main actor. I just feel bad because the, it was, that was his breakout role. Like, everybody's like, he looks just like Notorious Big. Oh, my God. Like, yes, Notorious. And then the movie came out and he ain't getting shit else. He was just <laughs> like, I got to stay in my acting bag. What's this Tubi thing you keep talking about? Okay, well, that's not him from 211. Well, that's the wrong movie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The movie I'm talking about today is Lawnmower Man. No, not Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. Murder Payne's Lawnmower Man, which is the Shut best. Up. Shut up. <laughs> you, you, you fuck it up. You fuck it around. That's not true. That's not true. I don't get on this microphone and play around. You know I don't play about my movies. This is black history of movies and the reason that i'm bringing this today is because the greatest movie that tubi has produced has been number one for five days straight on tubi and it's called lawnmower man really lawnmower man takes have you not seen this no i have not oh I, yes uh, i'll be honest when i get on tubi man i'm looking for the ones that got the titties well, this one has the titties too. Oh shit! This, okay. This story is Sold. about a a couple, a man and a wife, and infidelity from an unsuspected criminal that came within the midst of the the couple. This criminal was a lowly lawnmower man, somebody that was there to help out 
the man and the wife. But yet, what did he do? He helped himself to the cookie jar. He, he cut, got he cut the grass. He cut the grass and got some ass. And then a, a twisted web has one of the greatest endings that you will ever see in a two week. Let me tell you about Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man starts off with a good morning husband from a wife to her husband. And this is probably the easiest and the best way to do exposition and background storytelling without having to do all that exposition and background storytelling. She walks into the scene, she says, good morning, husband. Did you forget to take your pills? And he says, huh, I hate taking these pills. <laughs> now you know the setup and the premise. Husband, wife, you know those two characters. Mm-hmm. He's taking pills. Something's wrong with him. It explains so much in so little time. Lawnmower Man is like an hour long, and that's all you need. Well, I looked it up really quick, and did you know that there's a director's cut? Maybe that's no. longer. Oh, I need to watch that one. Is it not on Tubi? Oh, wait. YouTube Never mind. Thing? That was the 92 version. My bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's no. King, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. All this. Yeah. Shit that's the right Stephen now. King. Nah, we don't want that one. That's the bullshit. <laughs> this, this is the real one. <laughs> so she says, how long? She also says, uh, it's been a year that you've been taking these pills. And so now we know that the husband doesn't like these pills. He's been taking them for a year. So we're, we're learning a lot about this relationship real quick. He hates them. And he says, look, I got to go. I'm, I'm ready to leave. I got to go to work. So now you know that the husband has a job, he's on medication, he leaves his wife home alone all these times, he's the breadwinner, and there we go. Next scene, the next scene is the wife talking to her best friend. And the best friend is like, hey girl, blah, 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 I gotta go, I gotta go to work. Also leaving her alone again. <laughs> As she's walking to leave to go to work, she says, ooh, <laughs> child, look at that. Ooh, he's so sexual, sexual chocolate across the street. Guess who it is? It's the lawnmower man. The lawnmower man's cutting one of the neighbor's grass in the tank top. He's skinny. He ain't got no muscles. The husband, he looked like young Jeezy and <laughs> he looks like young Jeezy and uh Forrest Whitaker mixed together. But you know, in a in a respectable respectable kind of way. Yeah. So they the best friend yells and calls over the lawnmower man to say, Hey child, come here and talk to us. And he comes over, he's like, Hey, how you doing? I'm a lawnmower man. She's like, Doing all these sexual in the windows, like flirting windows. Like, this is my best friend. She ain't getting none because her husband on these pills and his dick ain't working. But uh, she needs wow. some bushes to be tended to. Exactly. You hear that? Wow. Look at this writing. Isn't that good? Isn't that creative? You already hooked into the story. So as they, they, uh, they talk about the lawnmower man tending to her tenderloins, they cut to a next scene. The next scene is the lawnmower man cutting the grass. He's cutting the, the, the wife's in the husband's backyard. And he's like, oh, man, he's doing a good job. He finds a bracelet that was in the grass. He's like, hey, I'm all done with your grass. Here's this bracelet I found. She's like, where'd you find this bracelet? I've been looking for it for a long time. He's like, it was in your backyard. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> so they flirt a little bit, looking a little longing. But she's, she's like, I'm not messing with this guy. I'm a married woman. So next scene, husband comes home. He comp- he immediately complains to his wife. The wife is outside sitting on the lawn drinking because she's admiring the great job that the lawnmower man did. He complains. He's like, my day was suck. My day was terrible. Blah, blah, blah. And the wife notices that, and she says, well, my day's fine. You ain't never asked how my day was. And he was like, oh, baby, because you're so predictable. 
You don't do nothing. You're a stay-at-home wife. You boring, that, but he just, you're just a he boring said, bitch. You're so predictable. She said, mm-hmm, all right, I got you. <laughs> he immediately changes the topic to talk about the grass. He's like, dang, this grass looks really nice. Who did this? And she was like, oh, this is a new lawnmower man. She's like, oh, damn, he did a good job. Well, shit, we should give him some extra money because I got a good job. And so <laughs> he shits on the lawnmower man, goes, and since she's now aggravated that he didn't ask about how her day was because she was sitting at the house all day, um, she says, your dinner's inside. He's like, well, come on, let's go eat. She's like, nah, I'm fine. I'm going to sit out here. He's like, come on, baby. You going to make me eat alone? Come on inside and eat with me. And so she reluctantly gets up. She's thinking about, huh, nobody cares about my day because I'm just a stay-at-home wife, and this guy is at work working, and all I do is sit here and drink my soda and look at the lawn. So <laughs> the dude was like, hey, just pay the lawnmower man a little bit of money. And he also suggested, he said, look, he did such a good job cutting our grass. Why don't we <laughs> Wait, let me go back. Why do you, why She's, <laughs> she said he, when he came home, he's like, damn, the grass looked good. He asked, who did it? And she was like, oh, it's the new lawnmower man. He's like, oh, okay. And then she also put in that he cut the grass because you're so busy, Mr. Husband. And so Mr. <laughs> Husband's like, oh, okay. Well, since he did such a good job, we suggest selling him the lawnmower that I have in the back U-Haul shed that I got in the backyard because the U-Haul turned into a shed, but it's Tubi. And so <laughs> they're like, uh, okay, well, yeah, we should sell it to him. So the wife says, all right, she has the lawnmower man business card. She texts him, calls him over the next day. So before that, after dinner, the wife and her husband go upstairs and have the most mid-sex ever. This lady is having to direct her husband how to eat her out. He's, she's like, go to the left. Yes, go to the right. No, go to the left. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah. She fakes an orgasm, goes to sleep. He passes out immediately. Apparently something's wrong with him, baby. (laughs) So the next morning he wakes up, he sees his wife laying in the bed sleep. He's getting ready to go to work because that's what he do. He got to go to the job. He goes to work and he he looks at his wife. She's laid out. She has a rose laying next to her in the bed. So clearly she wasn't satisfied. She used a little toy to finish her pleasure. So as he leaves, he didn't say goodbye or anything. He just walks out and. It pans to her. She was awake the whole time. So that lets me know that she deliberately left the sex toy in the bed so he could see that because she was mad that he didn't ask about her day. She, he didn't ask, you know, he didn't actually please her all the way, you know. So mm-hmm. we get to the next scene where the lawnmower man comes back over. The lawnmower, she calls him and she says, hey, my husband said that we should make you an offer on this lawnmower. That you can't and, refuse. Uh, Yes. That ass. And this is where I'm going to I'm gonna pause because you need to see this. This is a little bit of spoiler work. I'm not going to spoil the whole ending. But this is the, the creativity of Tubi because Tubi didn't spend a whole lot of money on this movie. Clearly, the set is the back of a project or some apartment building. They just said this is a house. And the backyard is an actual U-Haul storage bin that they just saying is an actual storage bin. But... This is the range of acting that you can get from a Tubi movie. So check this out. I'm so sorry to call you over here. Were you busy? I was about to do a little cut, but ain't nothing important. How your day going? 
Notice he asked her, how was your day? And she realized no man ever asked me how my day. My husband comes home and complain. Look at her. She's enthralled. Guess it don't really matter. I'm here now. I'll make it better. Thank you so much for asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me show you this line, my way. Following you. We're going to have to tell the white shit. Oh, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm spoiling some stuff. All right. So, <laughs> in the process of the lawnmower, oh, no, no. In the, in the, uh, when the husband goes to work, right, he gets fired. He loses his job. He loses his job. His boss calls him or walks into his office. He's like, can this wait? And he's like, no, nah, I can't wait, nigga. <laughs> we got some shit that we got to talk about. And so, he gets fired. And somehow the boss is like, look, you got three weeks before you got to get out of here. We're going to keep you on payroll for the next three weeks. And so the husband is now depressed. He's, he's upset. He leaves work, doesn't go home. He goes to his homeboy who's fishing, and they sit down and start talking. He's like, look, I got to tell my wife that I lost my job. The best friend or whoever he is, he's like, look, man, your dick must be working again. Because ain't no way a woman's going to stay with a nigga who dick ain't working and ain't got a job. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so, and so he's like, oh, what should I do? He's like, you should lie. That's what you need to do. And he's like, well, yeah, maybe I should. So let's get back to this scene where Look, they checking out I don't give a home. damn what you got to do. <laughs> Better hold off, boss. At least you get another job situation on the floor. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I had it closer than this. She's selling him the lawnmower. All right. So what you got in here for me? Uh, just this old lawnmower. I'll take it. Uh, and I want to get some flowers planted in my garden, but looking at your car, you don't offer that service. So what other services do you offer? I told you already. Everything. Listen. I'm a grown ass woman and I ain't been fucked in a year and a half. Stop playing with me. And I'm all man. Who playing? That's all it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> There's a lawnmower man with some time and some energy. Come on, man. This, get this to, movie. Let's get to the end. No, I'm, this, is, this is where I'm stopped. This is the premise. This ain't even the, the meat of the story. This is just what's happening. You got infidelity. You got a husband who's trying to be a good husband, take care of his family, his wife. And he's like, oh, I just lost my job. What am I going to do? And then my dick don't work. What am I going to do? My value as a man is decreasing. Then I got some young whippersnapper who's out here cutting my yard and tending to my wife. And then you got well, some cutting your wife and tending to your yard. Yeah, you got some, <laughs> you got some bored, some bored stay-at-home wife who's literally just I don't know. She's the dumbest woman in movie history because it didn't take much seducing to get her to do the things that she does in this movie. Please watch Lawnmower Man. She the reason why. <laughs> well, yeah. The reason why this movie is, is in uh, black history of movies is because there is an epic twist that happens in this story that nobody saw coming. And, oh, my God, the way I died laughing when it happened, 
you're gonna call me an asshole, and I'm not gonna spoil it for you, the people who haven't seen it. But please watch this movie on Tubi. It's wonderful. It's great. It has elevated the quality of Tubi movie, even though the acting ain't great. But this shows that Hollywood is dropping the ball because it don't take all that glitz and glamours and all these extra cameras. All you need is a great ideal and some passion. And maybe some passion from a lawnmower man. That's my first <laughs> black history of movies of 2024. <laughs> Action Jackson, it is. Looks like he Action Jackson. He I haven't been fucking. I haven't been fucked in a year. Hey man. <laughs> oh nigga, man. That nigga looked like he used to hoop. <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> it looked like he looked like he played cross seas somewhere and they was just like, come on to the NBA. And they was just like, oh, you ain't good enough. Bro, the story gets so it gets so much better. But I'm the watching premise, it. Yeah, please watch it. <laughs> it's lawnmower man on Tubi. He said Free. the premise is <laughs> oh, it's good. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, are you ready, man? No, no. Before we do that, uh, did you hear about Nate Dogg's estate? They settled. Uh, they getting uh, the widow and his nine children are getting two point seven million dollar closeout yeah. to the twelve year legal battle. The money will be divided and distributed against uh, the widow. But how do you feel about two million dollars for Nate Dogg's family? I mean, it really depends on what he own, man. It. It all comes down to what he actually owned, which is probably not a lot of it. And I'm pretty sure the thing, the cool thing about um, for people who don't know, Snoop bought the name Snoop. Death Row, got all the masters for from Death Row as well, mm-hmm. and he owns all those masters. And I think he's still getting royalties off of all that stuff. And he 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 do the bust down for everybody who was a part of Death Row at the time when they were signed, when they was big. So I'm pretty sure Snoop. Um, is sending that family money too because that was like his that was his real homeboy like they was, was like yeah they went to school together type shit so i don't like it but it is the music business he might not have owned a lot of a lot of his music mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> that's really not a lot for how big his family is but exactly that's where i'm going with it but, but i mean there's some no go ahead i'm sorry there's some things that's changing in the background, especially with TikTok. Like you've been saying, TikTok music is coming. And uh, a lot of artists are threatening to take their music off of TikTok now. Ain't no threat right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on TikTok. currently? It's, it's just a lot of things that we should be aware of. But since we are getting aware of it, we should go ahead and get into it. Are you ready for the one and only rundown? I'm ready, sir. Well, let's do it then. This Cole Jackson on the left. Cole Jackson, what is the rundown? The rundown is where we take a lot of different stories from the news, we break it down, we blacken it up, and we give you our opinion for Black History Month. Black History. We're not starting. Also, by the way, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk. I gotta say this real quick before we get into it. I said it on I was on Bad Therapist with Hustle P Hustle Porter thank you uh, shout out to him Travis Kelsey did not come up with Fade and, what is up with white people man and and uh, the tall white girl did not come up with Swag Surfing don't Taylor you love Swift it Taylor Swift didn't come up with Swag Surfing <laughs> don't you okay? love it like they like yeah tw- 
Taylor Swift, they was like, our streams have jumped up tremendously. 400%. Thank you. They like, if we want to do on a remix, we finna do a remix with Taylor Swift. And I and the 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 I rolled my eyes as hard as I possibly could and said, look at these, <laughs> look at these dumb coons. Oh, why? Because <laughs> Taylor Swift, the biggest artist in the world, who's apparently bigger than Beyonce and Michael Jackson, is now <laughs> swag surfing Swags. at him. And these bitch ass niggas was just like <laughs> We've been doing swag services oh nine. Oh fucking nine. You know how it is. When they latch on to something, they latch on to it. It's cool when I do it. Bullshit. You know, that I'm gonna go ahead and jump out the window first. That eye rolling that you just did, I did when I saw this. You know, hip hop is very big. Hip hop is the cornerstone of of my culture. You know, my culture. I'm urban, I'm a youth. Well, kinda. Used to be. <laughs> I'm a former youth. And uh, hip-hop is something that's, that's really near and dear to my heart. And when I saw that they are making a movie about hip-hop, I was like, oh, snap. This shit's crazy. Me and Most Def, we're going to be excited about this. I can't wait for this to come out. You going to have saw... the outfit on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't make that in my size. <laughs> 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 they got a kilt. Don't you love it how niggas cross-dress and be like, nah, nah, it's a kilt. I mean... <laughs> nah, nigga, that's a dress. <laughs> You mean what? It's most deaf. Make a, make a make a justification for wearing a dress. It's most deaf. <laughs> most definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but this right here is a hip hop story. And when I saw who was acting in it, I said, Avion Crockett, nigga, is this 2008? <laughs> like, where is, why is he in this? And then I realized it was a spoof movie. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. this this is kind of weird, bro. How do you feel about a hip hop story? Oh, I seen this trailer. Down oh. home blue. <laughs> Who's next? Give him the number one. The number one. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm on the pioneer of hip hop. We were living large. I come out the house and I choke everybody on the block. I will write this, bro. If I tried to hand you this pen. Ah. Hip hop for the live and well. Hip hop is dead. The game is trash right now. These whack MCs are brainwashing these kids. Everybody in the street doing a stupid doodle dance. What is that? Meanwhile, we got lyricists who built this working at Burger Joint. Salt and peppers here. Salt, salt, salt. I love hip hop, but I hate Rap. They don't respect the OGs no more. Hey, get somebody taller to stock these jaws early. We got to bring real hip hop back. I'm in. In one ear and right out the other. Jay, what are you doing here, bro? Hip hop needs you. Now you show up after all this time. We got some white women with some really fat asses waiting for you. Okay. Hip hop, a bebop, a wobbity bamboo. Look at my shoes. That's why I became the bond for us. Why I slit my mom's throat with a pair of scissors? Yeah, well, I complained because they didn't make spoof movies anymore. And brought them back. There you go. It's like, are you going to go see that one? I'm not going to go see that. I wouldn't watch that if it was on Tubi. Mm. And I don't think that's a... That movie isn't a high enough caliber to be placed on Tubi. Wow. That is a direct-to-video Walmart bargain bin, $5.99, straight to discount. (laughs) 
It's like somebody was just like, hey, Bjorn Crockett, you know, you got all this talent to impersonate all of these people and you just never use it. You should make a movie. And he was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I, I think what movie. happened was Avion Crockett wrote a script in 2006 and was like, man, when I get enough money, I'll be able to make this movie. <laughs> and he finally got enough money. He made that movie. Just come on. <sighs> this looks worse than Dance Flick. Ooh. <laughs> they had a CGI baby in that. Terrible. I'm going to watch it, though. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. You going to watch Hip Hop Story? I'm going to watch it for Oh, yeah. I've, you know, yeah. ain't nothing like taking money out of a nigga pocket sometimes. Damn, uh, that ain't black history. Man, when I seen it, and then I seen what he was like impersonating, like Russell. I like, I, I get what the premise I, is. I get it too. But yeah, you like, <laughs> like you like ten years too late with this shit. Ten, <laughs> almost by yeah, well. 15, 16, something like, like that. Yeah, 20, 20, 20, if he did this about 2013. 2009 is pushing it. But I don't think some <laughs> of the jokes some of the jokes wouldn't have been funny. Like Kanye. I, uh, I like the Kanye stuff. That looked kind of cool. Hold on. When did when did the last scary movie? I'm looking it up now. Okay. When did the last scary movie come out? Um, I think it was called Us. That movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit. Oh, man. I hate that nigga. No, you're right. You are right. You are right. Scary Movie 5 came... No? Yeah, Scary Movie 5 came out in 2013. So, yeah, he he about 10 years too late. He a little too late for this. Yeah. I mean, it... I'm not mad He heard you. I'm not... Clearly, he listened listened to the podcast. He's like, oh, somebody want it. He's like, got (laughs) one person, then that means there's one more person. More people will buy. They will see it. They will see my genius. Avion Crockett is funny in doses. I don't know if I could take him for a whole movie. But then he got a supporting cast of Little Rail. Like, I like Little Rail. You mean to tell me you don't want to hear him do his Jay-Z, Russell Simmons, Kanye, all of these impersonations? He's playing. He's basically, he's doing the the Martin Lawrence. I'm going to play all the roles. Why does it look so hacky? Because it is. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Nobody do pay. Like Go ahead. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's me just judging it too soon off of the previews, but it doesn't look nuanced enough. It looks very surface layer. And that's where I was just like, ah, I that's get it, I but feel, what's the point? I feel like he should talk to niggas like Michael J. White and them niggas who made like Black Dynamite and like he could actually pull this off and it don't look as bad because it's like my uh what black dynamite what was the other the western johnny black yeah johnny black i mean those are parody movies for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. but it don't feel except for me i don't outlaw johnny black i just i can't i just couldn't get i couldn't get i couldn't get in it (laughs) but or he could have talked to somebody who did um the blackening like I don't know if you ever seen that movie, but that's actually pretty good. And it's like a parody of like Saw and shit like that. Or like, yeah. yeah. So it can be done, bro, but you have to like, that shit just it feels like it's all over the place. I don't know who directed it. It just looks yeah. yeah. And then that's yeah. this, the, the the impersonations ain't doing it for me either. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but all of that together ain't 
that ain't it. Yeah, it ain't. That ain't, ain't it, it, brother. So, but I mean, you gotta proud the brother for trying. Yeah, he yeah. ten years too late with that shit. <laughs> that is clearly like scary movie fodder. Yeah, and he's just good like, luck I, with it. I can, well, you shouldn't have brought it up. He heard it, and he was just like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, what government name podcast? Oh shit, these niggas they they want it, they want it. If they want it, Release people it. want it. Why is that not a streaming movie though? That I, I don't know. What? Maybe it is streaming. Is it going? To oh, don't worry. It'll, it'll go straight. That movie's not coming <laughs> to no theater. And I gonna put that shit in theaters. They say Aquaman couldn't say, but you know this thing. <laughs> like, I gonna put that shit in no theaters, bro. That should be in theaters for all of two hours. The fuck out of right. here. <laughs> so one thing of popcorn, and that was to the custodian, right? fuck out of here talking about some theaters that shit ain't going to no theater at all this is going uh, straight to freebie be on ttv for me <laughs> oh well since people are stealing i have a story here about a man who stole from a, a florida gas station hmm. sounds simple right a man yeah. identified as steph stefan torrance alexander carew that is his full name Steph Carew? Oh, I like that dude. He's a pretty good basketball player. What's his number? <laughs> he stole over $100,000 from an unlocked armored truck at the Paso, Pasco, County, uh, at Pasco County last month, as revealed in an affidavit obtained by News Channel 8 uh, on Thursday. Carew reportedly parked a white van next to an armored truck at a Circle K. He allegedly approached the truck and just just so happened to open the door, and he took he took two money bags out. <laughs> Before the now they're calling this man a thief. I call that man smart. Uh, Carew purposely prepaid. This is crazy. He purposely prepaid thirty dollars in gas inside the store. Surveillance cameras, <laughs> surveillance camera photos were processed through facial recognition. Software matching Carew's driver's license uh, photo. Law enforcement also discovered that uh, thought, discovered a pawn transaction in October listing Carew with the same vehicle used in a, in the alleged theft. The photo from the store was sent to the witness familiar with Carew, and they told on him. Snitching. And he is, he got arrested. What? How do you feel about this man pulling off probably the heist of the century and technology? Fucking him over again. They, they're fucking us so, over again. He got caught because his, I ain't going to call him dumb because maybe he thought it was smart to go in and pay for the gas. He says, oh, I'm just, he took the money bags yeah. out of the truck. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go in here and pay this prepay. I need 30 oh, on 10. He's like, I need I 30 he on 10. paid the money first and then robbed the truck. <laughs> I would have got away so quick. He might have paid first. The story is not very accurate. Yeah. Um, but, but he stole I the money and that's how they caught him. Yeah, I, I take it as he parked next to the armored truck, just kind of wiggled it and, and opened up. He took two money bags out of there. He's like, I got I to gotta play this off. Oh, let me get 30 on 10. And from that video, they basically matched him, and then they questioned somebody about it, and they told on him, and he's he's arrested. So I wonder, did they recover the money? I hope not. <laughs> I kind of hope not, too, because <laughs> – Look, this this is my thing. All right, so that's a good plan. Like last week, we were working in the neighborhood, actually in a in the little downtown area here, mm-hmm. and there was a guy loading 
an ATV by him. I mean, ATM by himself. Right. And I'm sitting there looking at this dude, and one of my coworkers noticed that I was looking at him. He was like, he's former military. He's like, yeah, he's supposed to have some backup. The dude was down on his knee with his back turned, and he was putting money or taking money out of the ATM. But they noticed me looking. I was like, yeah, that's just not smart because anybody could just run up behind him and, and you know, take the money from him. Right. And then he put both knees down, and the other dude was like, yeah, that's stupid. And I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's somebody in the back of that that truck with a shotgun, though, because that's usually how they do it. It's like, yeah, but I don't know why he's just not watching his back. That's stupid. He just, he begging to get robbed. And so me and the, the white dude, we sitting there talking like, yeah, you know, we could just walk up behind him and just get, and we kind of formulating a plan on how we could just take this money. So I understand you see an opportunity, sometimes you're going to take it. <laughs> I mean, I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him either, but what I would have done different. This is where it changes. Once I stole the money, I would have dropped the money off somewhere. But I guess it would have been too late because they already know it's me. But I would have handed it off to somebody or put it in a place, put it in an attic somewhere where, you know, it's just going to sit there for a minute and they got to look for it. Mm-hmm. Money don't never show up. Then I ain't never steal. You can't miss what you never had. I ain't steal nothing. Right. But I guess they did have his face on. Wow. Okay, so that I was sucks. looking back at the story. He did pay for the gas before he stole the money. I, okay. I, I kind of went back through. So he did yeah. pay for the gas, so they got him for facial recognition. I hate technology, man. That man could have came up, man, had $100,000. He could have been $100,000 rich. He could have left and nobody be the white. Because I'm going to be honest with you, he, I don't feel like he should go to jail because he got That's that negligence money from stu- on their part. stupidity. Yeah. Who gonna leave yep. an armored armored truck unlocked, bro? Where was they at? At the gas station. They always Where was at your the antennas <laughs> when we was getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas was literally at the gas station, and he just and I'm pretty sure this was on a, on some. I bet you he was just like, "What if this truck opened up?" You know how and sometimes you be wondering right. shit, and then you yeah, just, I know. I, I do it all the time, <laughs> and he just acted on it like he he just was like he <laughs> opened that door. Oh. They got two bags out of He ain't know what was in them bags. He just got two money bags. Hey, y'all left the door open. Oh, ain't nobody Shit. in here? <laughs> exactly. Here, mom and dad. Thank you for all that money you gave me. Right. <laughs> Where you get this money from, boy? Hey, Don't worry about it. I work hard. <laughs> Why are you asking all these questions? Assuming? Yeah. I hate shit like Damn. that. Because that was... Yeah. He, he, should be, he should be reward, rewarded for just acting on instinct. He just like, fuck it. I'm going to just see what happens. I would have said I'm a secret shopper. <laughs> I am a secret shopper. <laughs> that shit don't work, nigga. <laughs> Why does it I work? I work for the company. I am a secret shopper. They left this open. I was going to turn it in on Monday. It's Friday. They, they closed already. I was going to give it back on Monday. And who who in my circle snitching? That's yeah, jealous. that's the thing, too, because they said, <laughs> they said it was somebody who was familiar with him that identified him and snitched him out. How familiar are you with me that you know I'm stealing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they probably came do. with the, all the prompt circumstances. It was just like, uh, do you know who this is? We heard he, you associate, man. I ain't trying to go to jail, man. I see. Look at this nigga. Right. Well, they the, great like, president they probably... Bill, the great president, Bill Clinton, said, deny, deny, deny. deny. What are you doing identifying? That is the wrong one. You want to go to jail? Identify. What they got on you, man? You know they'll come up. Yeah, like 
the, the police will say anything. Well, you know, if you know about this guy and all this other stuff, you know, you could, you're just as guilty as he is, and we could probably put put something am on I, you. Am I just as guilty? Because I didn't actually steal nothing. If a theft took place, I don't know if this is computer generated. You already know AI don't. He black, right? Yes, very. AI don't identify black people the same rate as white folks. <laughs> the fingers. <laughs> it's the fingers. Like, see? Show me the fingers. They ain't got the he fingers. Got six right. fingers. <laughs> His fingers can't separate. You know, that's what they, they say about AI. Your, your they fingers finally, are... they, they worked that out now. They finally get the number right. Oh, shit. So, Damn. Yeah, it's getting smarter. It's getting real quick. God damn it. So that is a sad and tragic situation. But I agree with you. Like... <laughs> He should get away because they're stupid. If anybody should be going to jail, it's niggas who's in charge of the truck. Yeah. Stupid criminals. Uh, there should be a code of ethics when it comes to criminals. If you do something stupid, the criminal did wrong, yes. But in this whole situation, there wouldn't have been a chance or an uh an occasion or opportunity for me to do wrong if those people who were in charge did right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's kind of like your parents. Your parents teach you the right way to, to, to live, and you got to not really abide by them, but you got to kind of honor their teaching and, and go from there. Like, if, if they raised me wrong, is that really the kid's fault or is that the parent's fault? Mm, right on, brother. Right on. <sighs> so I'm, I want to talk about a, a bad criminal kind of like yours and it's stupid he ain't okay first but, of all he's not a bad criminal that nigga seen opportunity and opened up the door he said hello opportunity come on in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now opportunity was snitched on him but he, he, okay. still, he still took advantage of his opportunity brother I, I i agree with you taking advantage of an opportunity it doesn't always come from the criminal sometimes the people involved can take advantage of the situation as well right Would why you are you agree? talking about kamala harris like that <laughs> <laughs> side bar. She was like, congratulations, just hilarious. Bitch, where you been? <laughs> Wasn't she... Now, forgive me if I'm wrong, because I have not paid a lot of attention to her, but I believe... How? She, she first... doesn't appear. Nowhere. I, 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 don't even, I didn't know she still was alive. When, like she first, when she first became the vice president, I could have swore up and down she was over the border crisis. Like, wasn't that her first job when she first got into it? Who knows? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. She was too busy getting on private jets with uh, Tim's on and being an AKA. We did it, Joe. We did it. Well, where, where, of- where, where them women at? Well, where, where are those women who were, okay, girl, all right, where y'all at now? Inflation got them. <laughs> they are struggling. <laughs> we are all like, bro, anybody but this nigga. Right. This nigga got to go. Yeah. Ooh, we got a black uh, female black vice president. Where y'all at now? I, I ain't nope. heard. I ain't heard. Seen. The, she just congratulated just hilarious on being part of the Breakfast Club. I said, "Well, damn, that's you'll show your face for There's that." There's so but, many bigger issues she need to be talking about. She got an election to win again this year. You better start putting on your Tims and your uh, your pink and green, and get them votes again, honey. I'm. I'm not a voter denier, but I definitely did a couple of episodes talking about the situation with the vote. And I know both sides cheat, but they're going to have to do a hell of a lot more cheating this time. <laughs> this shit is looking rough. He won, I, not Iowa, whatever. He, he won some shit the other day. And I was like, okay, Joe Biden's Kamala, still in this. Come on here. Get the fuck out but of here. But anyway, 
let me talk about my next story because I'm taking opportunity seems to be a theme here. You know, a criminal comes and they do something wrong to you. You got to seize the moment. You want to defend your family, right? Yes. What would happen if the turntables turned? When the tables turn? Oh, you mean like a nigga shoot me with my own gun? Something like that. Two people in Columbus are facing felony charges after police say they kidnapped a 13-year-old boy after allegedly catching him inside their Kia. Police say the suspects forced the boy into their home at gunpoint and demanded $3,000 from the victim's father in ransom. Carla Rogner joins us live in studio with new details we now know about this case. Carla? Yeah, neighbors tell me there was a huge police presence at the apartment complex and the SWAT team responded to the kidnapping. The defendants were in court this morning and are each being held on $500,000 bonds. 20-year-old Cece Prack and 21-year-old Zachary Boyd are accused of kidnapping, holding, and threatening to kill a 13-year-old boy who they say broke into their car and damaged their ignition. As Judge People set bond, she commented on the vigilante justice. Do I understand the minimal record, but we are definitely in the Wild West here with people taking uh, justice into their own hands if the facts are to be believed. Police say it happened early Thursday morning at the Prack and Boyd's apartment. The boy told police he was inside Prack's vehicle when he was confronted at gunpoint, assaulted, and forced inside the apartment. Police believe Pratt called the boy's father and demanded $3,000 in ransom for the damage to her car. In the same parking lot where this incident happened, we saw a Hyundai parked with its window shattered and ignition torn apart. Don't take justice into your own hands, but I do think it's evidence and a reflection of the frustration that people have. They want to be able to maintain their livelihood, pay their bills, and they know that may not be able to happen if your car stole. City Attorney Zach Klein says the city's lawsuit against Kia and Hyundai is still ongoing. The brands represented more than half of the stolen cars in the city in 2023. I think folks are frustrated, and I think that's one of the main reasons why Kia and Hyundai need to step up to the plate uh, and put the technology in to fix some of the old cars, but also open their pocketbook and repay taxpayer dollars so that police can focus on violent crime in our community and not worry about going after the significant rise in stealing uh, car thieves uh, of Kia and Hyundai. A third person connected to the kidnapping was also in juvenile court today. In an interview with police, the suspects denied holding the teen against his will. And for ransom, it's unclear whether the 13-year-old is facing any charges. Yolanda? Season the moment. Who's wrong? <laughs> Who's wrong? I'm confused. <laughs> no, we ain't take that nigga. <laughs> Wait, what? You did. Who's, no, who's, no, it wasn't against his will. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> I love this story. They took him, right? 13-year-old boy breaks into cars, gets caught breaking into the car by the car owner, and he is forced into a house by gunpoint. The gunpoint, That's the man who did that called the kid's father and said, look, your kid broke into my car and I need money to fix my car that your kid did. Police get called. And the police come and arrest the guy who's holding the kid at gunpoint because he broke into his car. Hostage situation. How is that a hostage situation? Because you're holding this kid at gunpoint and you're... Nigga, I watched the Mel Gibson movie, Ransom. I, this is a clear, same fucking thing. 
Well, I watched the Samuel Jackson movie, Negotiator, <laughs> and it's not clearly the same thing. This kid broke into my car. I caught him. I caught him. I didn't wow. shoot him. No, I didn't. I, I might have hit him a few times, but I said, look, I'm a, your kid is here. All you got to do is bring me some bread to fix my car and everything you good. Do Why that. you calling the law? Why you, I can't do that. He broke into my car. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Who side you on? You on the law side or the right side? I'm on the side that says you can't hold a 13 year old kid against his So a 13 year old kid can break into and, my car and keep getting away with this. Does the city ain't gonna do nothing about it? Hold, Why can't hold I? on, hold on. <laughs> you're you're holding him at gunpoint with and asking for money, and. That's no kidnapping. No, no, that is not kidnapping. I'm asking for the repairs of my car. I just happen to have you, a gun now because this kid might do something. He's 13. You can't take him. He break it into a car. I could take him. I, you have a I Kia, sir. You have a fucking take, Kia. <laughs> I did not take him. Don't, don't go to Georgia to with that bullshit because they'll do that shit too. I told you the Kia boys is out here. Look, he's here. He's safe. He is a little scuffled up. Not safe because you, you got guns on him. He, how can he be safe? You I got don't a gun know what this him. kid might do. He's breaking into cars at 13. He clearly is not right mentally. And neither are you as a parent because I'm sitting here like, how do you not know your kid is breaking into cars? Hey, all I, I need watch you my to kid do, all the time, sir. Well, you can watch him at nighttime, right? <laughs> you like I work at doing? night. I have a how? night job. I have I work two jobs, <laughs> sir. So does he. he. <laughs> so I have does two, he. I have two jobs. <laughs> I'm supposed to keep a roof over my son's head, and currently uh, the only way I can is, do that is if well, I if, my car used to have a roof, and you he just knocked out the window. Buy a better car. I would with these three thousand dollars that you got to bring me. So bring me three thousand dollars to repay my to fix my car. No, we, we straight. I'm like, your kid is right here. I'm making sure there ain't nothing gonna happen to him. No. All I need you to do is bring me money to fix my car. No, or or. or or what? You just let my son go, and we can handle it in a different way. Nah, how do I know you're going to bring me my money to fix my car? You want to call insurance? How that you're not going to shoot my son? Because murder is a crime. But I am not a criminal. Too. I am not kidnapping. Why do you keep adding these adjectives on the things that I'm doing? Let's look up kidnapping. <laughs> okay, Shall we? Do. What is the de <laughs> definition? Of the, the, the definition of kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Oh, Look I'm, up a, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer against you these days. It's all right. <laughs> told you, I'm, a, I'm out here heat of the night. The action of abducting someone and hiding them captive, holding hiding them captive, holding. <laughs> Shit, I can't read. I am not hiding him at all. Holding him captive, holding them captive. No, you already said it. I am not <laughs> hiding. I called his parents. His parents now know where he is. They even called the police to make sure he was all right. Kidnap. Good. Take someone away illegally by force, typically to, ob to obtain a ransom. What is a ransom? A ransom is a sum of money or other payment demanded or or paid for the release of a person. Your son is free to go. No, as he's soon not. As you get, uh, he is free to go as soon as you bring me the repair money for my car. That is not a ransom. That is an exchange. <laughs> If you want your kid back untouched, all oh, well, he's been touched. But if you want him unscuffled by the law of the land, sir, you have kidnapped my son. I love how Americans pick and choose what laws they want to follow. It's all right. I'm for him just to telling you. I cars. just read everything. I just gave you the definitions of what these things mean. Mm -hmm. 
and I bas- it basically falls in line with what you're what you're doing. From your perspective, from my perspective, I'm just saying, bring me some money to fix my car. <laughs> I don't think they wrong. I don't think they wrong. You can't you do say. that shit. He broke into my car. Yeah, but you can't hold that nigga until okay, I give okay, you okay, some okay. fucking money. I'm not. I'm just keeping him here until you bring me the money. You have a gun to my son. Okay, what saying, if I put the gun down? If I put the gun down, then what? You still hold him against his will. He can't well, willfully I guess I can't just do walk a out the door. Thing, huh? I, can't, I can't do nothing. Call the police. You did already. They on their way. <laughs> they got SWAT team. If it was that big of a deal, if it was such a it, horrible thing, all you had to do was report it to the police, report it to the cops, and let the laws handle it. They you, not doing nothing to these Kia boys. They got all these new laws where they not touching these dudes. These are untouchable thieves in the night. Do you and know what I you need to do, sir? You need I to did. write your local senator. You need to write him. Oh, they going to know vote. about this? You need to vote better, sir. Oh, I, you too. <laughs> you need to teach better. You need to raise your kid. We talking about things we need to do. You need to bring me about $3,000 because that's how much damage this motherfucker did. You can't, you can't take somebody's child, bro. You can't do that shit. I'm not taking him. He's here. You need to come get him. I'm just. Oh, so he's took. He's past no, tense. No, no. I said I'm not doing any of that. I just said he's here. I don't know how he got here. I didn't bring him here. He got here on his own two felicians. His what own. About the gun. Nigga, that's an American right. That is a First Amendment. What are you? Right, but it's unholstered second and, amendment. That's and the to second him. Amendment. It's unholstered huh? and it is it's pointing at him. How you know? That's what you told me. Then ain't that part of the story? That. No, that, that's part of their story. That ain't my story. You ain't hear it from me. This is not a ransom. It's not a kidnapping. This is just an exchange. I just want him to pay for the damages. <laughs> it's, that it's, that an, <laughs> it's an exchange. Let's Fuck see what. It, let's see what exchange. Let's see the definition of exchange. Oh, you're not gonna outlaw your me. We're going head up this. These, why right, is it? Let's do it. I pulled up the rent. I said ransom and, <laughs> and Mel Gibson came. Mel Gibson came. <laughs> How would Mel Gibson handle this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> not gonna, my child. Mm. An act of giving one thing and receiving another thing, especially of the same type or value in return. In exchange. Verb, that's all I said. Give something and receive something of the same kind in return. That's and not what you're said, doing. I, that's no, ransom. No. I just want repayment for the damages that your kid made. If so, you equate that your child is only worth $3,000, that's your fault. So what you're saying is you want justice. Yeah. Then why didn't you call the police? Because you already called them. I don't I'm know done. why you keep missing I'm this done. point. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're wrong. Free these they people. are. You can't. You, you can't do that. I did. Right. That's wrong. <laughs> You That's what's wrong with this society. <laughs> These people have gotten too soft in this world. Action Jackson wouldn't put up with this. You know how Action Jackson would handle this? He would beat everybody ass. Yeah, it's the most popular. It's the most popular haircut out right now. It's tra- the Travis Kelsey. It's like niggas been. My great great granddaddy did that. Yeah, we can't have shit. Told you. Soon as Black History Month got, he was like, "What can we give Taylor Swift?" Migrant shit, and now <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Bullshit. So. NYC is launching a $50 million program to hand out, get this, prepaid credit cards to migrant families. Hmm. Sounds like fun. The, fi- <laughs> the, 50, 
The $53 million pilot program ran by the New Jersey com- company Mobile Capital Finance will provide asylum seekers arriving at Roosevelt Hotel with the uh, cash, city cash to help them buy food. This is according to what the city records are saying. Now, it, it'll start uh, with a group of 500 migrant families. In short term, hotel stays and will replace the current food service offering there. This is according to City Hall. Now, the cars can... <laughs> Now, I know you're a little upset, Shogun, but listen to this. The cars can only be used at bodegas, grocery stores, supermarkets, and convenience stores. That's it. And the migrants must sign an affidavit swearing that they'll only spend the funds on food and baby supplies. That's it. Or if they don't, we're going to kick you out of the program, not the place, not the state, the program. The amount on each car will will vary depending on the size of the family and whether any income is coming in. This is according to details in the contract. A family of four, for instance, could be provided with nearly $1,000 each month, which comes out to about $35 per day for food. Cars will be refilled every 28 days. Give you two days grace period, every 28 days. (laughs) Hard up residents of city housing were given the same type of car last year, to pay for their holiday dinners. So if the program is successful, the city can, will expand to all migrant families staying oh. in hotels, which yeah. is roughly 15000 currently. God oh, okay. damn, that's a lot of motherfuckers. Uh, the, only city, uh, the city has only been shelling out about $11 per meal. See, that should make you feel better. To feed migrant families in hotels, something that long posted a, <laughs> that's long posed a problem as some asylum seekers uh, from various countries in Central and in South America and Africa in Europe may be looking for a taste of home. Just last month, the controversial company .go was found uh, to be wasting thousands of dollars on uneaten meals. They're just going to go on and on about this. So I'm bringing this to you, Shogun. I know you had brought up the migrant situation a couple times before. How do you feel about these migrant families getting getting paid? Getting paid? They're going to only do five hundred families at first, but if this works out, it could be a lot more. What do you think? So I salute what you, America. It, <laughs> what does it mean to be an American? Like, what does American citizen status get you? <laughs> Like, if I wasn't an American, I would be doing way better than I'm doing today. I mean, yeah. We have like to I could get, bring, us our, bring, bring us your poor, your hungry. No, 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 no. We got you, enough of them. They're Americans. Fuck <laughs> this shit. You about to see New York City turn into the biggest Republican playground in the longest time. And it's not because of ideology. It's because of policy. The policies are fucking backwards. And there is no, you can't tell me that any of this shit makes any sense. Because contrary to what you believe, or or not you, but what this story believes, money just don't get printed. Like, it does get printed in times of emergencies, but you saw what happened the last time they just printed up some money. Shit, the value of it just crashed. We have this thing called inflation. All this bullshit that's happening. Where the fuck they getting this money from? Oh, taxpayers. Yeah. So the taxpayers in New York City who already pay an exorbitant amount of money just to live in that fucking shithole of a city 
now I have to pay for these motherfuckers that they wanted in. They brought, they begged for these migrants to come to that city. Hey. And look, I'm not mad about the migrants coming because they 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 were asked, they were requested, they came. It's like I ordered some shit on Amazon and it showed at my front door. I'm not gonna get upset. I got what I ordered. You got what you ordered. Now you got to deal with these problems because this is what you asked for. These motherfuckers is here and they looking for all the shit that you promised them. But it looks a little bit of a way when you compare to what the migrants is getting and the poor folks is also getting in your same city. Because poor folks is sitting there looking at it. What got the damn? Well, how they getting all this shit and I ain't getting nothing? Because they're from in another the, country. Fuck we them. I'm from another country. I'm, I'm from another country. You're from America. You're a privileged American. You don't know what you're talking about. Privilege. My privilege to pay these extra bills. Fuck that. I don't want this privilege. You can have it back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. You can have it. If, here's a statement, though. This might help you. Migrants confessed to... Uh, I got this from the New York Post, by the way. Migrants mm-hmm. confessed to the New York Post in days after that they would rather cook in hotel rooms because they provide the meals they they were provided were so bad. Great. You hate the food. You know what? When I don't like the food when I'm traveling, <laughs> I go back home. It's time for you to go back home, goddamn You know what I'm saying? Like, my hat, did it, did it change colors? I think it did. It's red right now. And you need to go on back home. I'm sorry. Build that wall. Fuck them. These are people, Shogun. How do you want to... give a fuck about them people? You ain't like beings. I give a... Look, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them people. I am a... Look, I am an American, and I'm entitled to my own prejudices. This is an American, and I'm Southern. You should expect this type of attitude from me. I'm from the South. Yeah, but this is in the North. Fuck them, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't give a goddamn about the North. These motherfuckers, it, it, these stupid, idiotic policies. Like, we don't need police officers. And now look at the police officers getting trampled and beaten up by all these <laughs> migrants, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe we did something wrong. It, the, I the mean, reverse. Wait, hold on, hold on, because clearly we don't need police officers. Because in the last story, you took the law into your own hands and took my thirteen-year-old son and held him because you want your money back. See how now, you bring that, that ain't that shit. ain't that's no, 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 not no, no, justice. No, no, no. That's not how let it's me, supposed to work. But the American justice is injustice, and let me explain to you. I didn't take the law into my own. You <laughs> see, I'm quick with. I'm quick. I'm super quick. I didn't take the law into my own hands. I had to step up because the law has failed this child multiple times. They are allowing this kid to go in here and bust these windows and do all these types of crimes without the right proper punishment. I believe in punishment, corporal punishment, if you will. And notice I did not take it to the extremes about hurting this kid. All I did, I roughed him up a little bit and say, point a gun in his face. Everybody don't have a gun. That is a rite of passage to be an American is to have a gun pulled on you. Now, back to the migrants. <laughs> I, am not, I am not okay with this because it's saying we as Americans are getting fucked all which of away and for these motherfuckers to come in here and have their own treatment though that i understand it is based on a lot of the shit that we've done to them fuck them go back home we can't afford this shit i can't afford no more like my my paycheck says done i'm finished like i have nothing extra there ain't no shit no fat that i can give to anybody else and i've been to new york city it is an expensive place to live I don't know how the people that live there live there because it's so fucking expensive. You sitting in a box, a shoebox of an apartment, and you got these motherfuckers getting off of buses and planes and they getting hey, money? Man. Fuck you. Hey, man. 
You gotta you gotta work hard these days to be able to get what you want. You know, I earn I my I am living. working hard, bitch. I, I, I'm clocked in every fucking day. I don't give a fuck about what you gotta say. You're complaining. I wish a motherfucker would. You're complaining right because now. Because the shit ain't right. That's why I'm complaining. What's not right about it? You said it was okay for us to come to New York. You said no, it was I didn't. okay for us I to live say in these hotels. That shit. These dumbass motherfuckers we voted in said that shit and they finna get voted That's, out. Your vote is the reflection of who you are. Not me. I told you, I, hey, I'm, Donald Trump was right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid to say it this year. I don't give a goddamn. Fuck y'all. Fuck. <laughs> we need to build a goddamn wall. No, it, a wall ain't going to stop it. I'm, I'm being dramatic with it. But this isn't the right policy. The policy isn't to bring them in. We got to fix this situation. That way everybody can, what they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. We fix that shit down there. They won't be migrating up here. Mm. How do you feel about it? Because you ain't said shit. <laughs> did you know 50 Cent said? What did 50 Cent say? <laughs> Fuck a 50 Cent. How do you feel about it? 50 Cent slams. I was trying to find out what he said. 50 Cent jokingly suggests that maybe Trump is the answer. Yeah. In response to Look, Mayor Adams Trump's giving the them prepaid answer. credit cards out. Trump is not the answer, but at least he's saying America first. Like, <laughs> that, that's all Americans want to know, that you got my back. This ain't no getting my back type of situation. This is giving away my shit. Since the government doesn't do nothing to generate money other than start wars. In gen- <laughs> I, okay, all jokes aside, I think that a lot of these people in power should stop being nice and start being real. Like... It sounds good as a politician to say, "Oh yeah, come on in. We'll be you say, yeah, come on. It's all good." Yeah, I'm a I'm a good mayor. Look at me, baby. Come on, bring these migrants up in here. Or Fuck you could be migrants. like Texas and be like, "Nah, nigga, we don't play that bullshit down here. Y'all going to have to get through this wire, some of these guns. Y'all going to have to get through some a shit cuz we got enough. <laughs> it's not it's bad enough the Californians came in here and ruined the place. Now we want niggas from south of the border to fuck it up too. All the way. So, I, I I understand. If I was if I was a New Yorker, I'd be pissed too. I'd be mad as fuck. I'd be mad as fuck. That that's it's not fair. New York is. I've never been in New York before, but from listening to everybody who's been there, super expensive place to live, and you got these people who, by no fault of their own, are there. And, but goddamn, bro! Like a th- I, I would love to get a thousand dollars every twenty-eight days. That's what I'm saying. These bitches been begging so much, their hands look like cups. Fuck them. Go home. Well, I ain't even gonna say they've been begging. It's more of like nah, kind of complaining. It's like this food sucks. These hotels, these are shabby hotels. Great. You guys are putting us in. Like you in the Roosevelt, which ain't the greatest hotel, but bitch, it's better than the conditions you was in. But if you don't like this shit, you can turn around and go back that way. But you can't be mad at a problem that you you made on your own, bro. Like you kind of you kind of pissed on yourself, and now you're yeah. mad about it. Yeah, like when a 13 year old busts in the glass. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, this isn't one of my stories, but I, I think this is kind of this this needs to tag along to what you're talking about. Here you go. The attack on two NYPD officers in Times Square today. Governor Hochul was fuming over the attack even threatening to deport the migrants who were involved. Our chief investigative reporter, Jonathan Deist, sorting through her comments. Jonathan. Yeah, David, police now believe at least 13 people were involved in the attack on those two NYPD officers, and three sources familiar with the case say four of the alleged attackers released without any bail 
may have now left the city and be on a bus heading for California under aliases. Outrage continues to grow over the attack caught on tape. Police were trying to arrest a man as numerous others then jump in, punching and kicking the police officers. Numerous of the suspects are believed to be migrants staying in city shelters. Charged with attacking the officers, prosecutors did not seek bail. And so far, those appearing in court have all been released. Police officials voicing anger as the governor joined those who are calling for any undocumented attackers on police to be deported. All these niggas got freshest gear, freshest of J's and brand new gear. How are you struggling and none of your clothes dirty? Fuck out of here. They've been lying to us. These, these people are here for political reasons only. They've been letting into this country because they're going to change the, the way that those districts are going to be voting because they think that they're going to be voting more democratically. And, and it's, it's all a ploy. We're being lied to again by our politicians as always. And this isn't right. Now, I got to give credit to the New Yorkers and the Americans for being so tolerant to this situation. Like, everybody sees this as a problem, but nobody's starting to pop off and starting to attack these people. But doing shit like this when you're attacking police officers for trying to keep law and order or whatever you want to call it, and I know I'm using a lot of Republican buzzwords, but this is a powder keg that once it blows up, it's going to be bad. And you don't want a race war to break out in America because this will, it could happen. And maybe it's a good thing that New York doesn't have a gun, I mean, doesn't allow their citizens to carry guns. But in a situation like this where you have all these migrants who are causing crime, like crime in those neighborhoods are skyrocketing right now. And it could be because they're, they're poor and they're broke and they're desperate and they're looking for things. Excuse me. They, look, they need money. They're looking for food. But they're doing it the wrong way. I think this is a terrible idea. They need to shut down the whole program. There's nothing wrong. This is what I don't get about our politicians. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I was wrong. I did the wrong thing. This is not helping. We're going to reverse roles and go back to how it was. Can't do that. There's nothing. Why? You can't do that. Why not? That's that's holding. Like, if you do that on this, then that tells a president that you have to, you have to, uh, a precedent on, on other things. You have to do that again. You can't do that. So we that's just going to continue gonna make to make you, the situation worse. You, you're the problem. You should have said no from the... These politicians are not stupid, bruh. And on top of that, they, they, I'm going to be completely honest. Them niggas was looking for the money. They felt like it was going to be a nice little cash cow that came with this bullshit. And it was going to yeah. improve wherever the fuck they was going on. And they were going to pocket whatever the fuck they were supposed to do. But instead, yeah. the motherfuckers gave them the people and they want to give them the money. And they said, well, you're going to have to figure this shit out because you said yes. And... On top of that, I'm pretty sure some of these politicians in these major cities had a conversation with our president and say, yo, man, this will be the most, hey, this will look good on your record. When it comes to time for re-election, you'll, be, you'll look like a, 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 a shining gem because you were very accepting on something that is, is, a, is, um, is a big, is a migrant, the migrant situation. People will look at you as, as a, 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 a very, uh, I can't think of a word, but a, a great, a great, a great leader by doing mm -hmm. this. But yeah. they didn't know they weren't going to get no money behind this shit. They just figured that it was going to be a good look. They did it for the look. Like a lot of motherfucking rappers do shit like that. Do, do it for the look. Nah, nigga. You 
You played yourself in this whole situation. You took on the responsibility. You can't backtrack now. You could be mad, but you can't. You can't reverse. Can't do that. You can't. You you pissed you you pissed your pants. Now you got to sit in them. That's how it goes. Hmm. Can't backtrack. You you I mean, look you look you look incompetent if you do that as a as a well you definitely are incompetent leader. but that's the that's the issue we the, the reason Trump won is because he was saying a lot of the things that people were feeling like the government doesn't care about you the government is not thinking about you first the government is giving away all your money and this is what's happening the government is not thinking about the American people they're giving away all our money. They're taking care of everybody else in the world. Like you can see Ukraine, you can see our Israel. They're doing all these things, but the American people are steadily struggling. And yet, and still, the only answer you have for them is uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Nigga, I can't afford shit. And you ain't trying to give me in a way of fixing my situation. You keep telling me everything's rain. You keep telling me it's raining outside, but you actually are pissing me. Nah, people are sick and tired of this situation, and you're going to see a huge red wave come from this. This is why I was talking about the migrant situation months before now, because I could see this was going to happen. Yeah. Vote better. That can't be the answer, man. Like, voting better, <laughs> it is. It's the only answer we got. But it's not, though. They, what else? We don't live in a society where it's it's a it's it's we're ran by kings and queens and no shit like that. Voting is the answer. But they basically are treating us like that. They are basically saying, "Hey, this is the way it's gonna go." Like there is a concerted effort amongst all of these states to have these migrants come into their like major cities. And I hate to make it political because it, it is like the democratic cities want the migrants to come in. And once the migrants came in. Now you see the citizens of Chicago pissed off and they're mad about it. They're like, look, we're not having these people come into our neighborhoods mm. and doing all these types of things. We don't know who they are, why they're here, and what they're doing. And y'all are giving them money, access, and all this stuff. They, there was a school that got shut down so they could put some migrants in there for a day or two. And it's like, nah, bro, you're interrupting the citizens' lives for these other people. So you're othering Americans to take care of some niggas who ain't even Americans. Fuck them. Send them home. I'm sorry if that don't sound right, and I'm sorry if you think I'm a MAGA fan, but, hey, make America great again by taking care of America. <laughs> I feel you. You're going to have to vote differently this year. That's that. If you want change, that's, that's where your change comes from. And honestly, bro, that is actually what's happening. You see a lot of black people <laughs> on the Republican I, I, I don't agree with that either. These people, these people are not going to vote any differently than what they've been doing. They vote for the people, not for the not for the policies. That's how we got in this mess in the first place. We voted for I people and not policy. I voted Kanye, but most definitely <laughs> you're right about that. But I think we've had four years at this point of understanding that this shit ain't in our interest. You don't think we're gonna learn from it? We ain't gonna learn from it, bro. <laughs> you mean I'm gonna be a 13 year old Wait, still breaking the cars and get a Watch gun this. pulled on me? Watch this. Who gonna win the election this year? Donald Trump. Okay, that's not because I, that's not. I said that last time. That's not. <laughs> he that's, lost. But the circumstances swirling around him kind of help with that. Like if they, they hope he get locked up, right? We already know who winning this year, and it ain't because he could have won. 
honestly, he could have won last time if it wasn't so way, much controversy. The way it's looking like, I think he did win. They, man, anyway, I ain't gonna get him. But today. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, man, it's like we, we're we're. People have so much faith in thinking that people are going to vote differently when they don't think about the policies that people, I never hear people talk about, and, and this is the shit that I see on my timeline, but the shit I see on my timeline has nothing to do with what Biden's policy is. It's about him being old and out of touch and he don't know what's going on. Okay, I get that, but like, why are you upset? Oh, because he's old. Like, yeah, nigga, oh. but like, why are you upset? Like, help, help me figure it out. Uh, this old man, he's got dementia and all this other bullshit. You're voting for people and not understanding what the policies are. Like, you got to kind of know some shit. <laughs> like, stop voting. I'm going to vote for Trump because, oh, man, that, that guy Trump, he's got, you know, he's, he's got a good idea about migrants and all this other. He's going to keep all of this shit out of here. I'm just saying, man, I, we, we're just at a point now where it's just like people just don't vote correctly. They want... People vote for Trump sometimes because he gave a good speech. He speaks to a corner of the American people. But sometimes it's just like, I wouldn't vote for him because he's racist. What does his policy say? No, I mean, it's been that way for a long time. A lot of people voted for Obama because he said hope and change. And it was a lot of hope. We was hoping he was going to change the system. And he didn't. He continued a lot of the same bullshit that was going on from previously. People voted for George Bush because they didn't like what Clinton was doing. People voted for Clinton because they didn't like what happened before him. I mean, it's it's and, always been like this. And stop voting. Like, <laughs> the president is not the nigga that you need to worry about. <laughs> this Senate and Congress that's fucking this shit up, too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of it. Funny. Like, I, all I can say is I tried my best to educate the voters last time. I did as much as I could prep work before we got to this point. I said Joe Biden was a terrible person. I said he's not the guy that we should elect. Off the basis of him being a racist and the policies that he's done beforehand led us to the situation that we are in now. And I mean that as in mass incarceration. Yet and still, motherfuckers went to him because he was not Trump. What else could I do as a podcaster? Like, I try to do it. I call it as straight as, as I can. I don't put my own biases on a lot of this stuff. Usually when I talk about them guys, I try to say, hey, this is the fact, actual fact. But at this point, fuck them. Fuck both of them. But it's, it's, don't fuck Trump as much <laughs> as fuck Biden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck one less than the other one. Yeah, like two strokes. And that's on, the on. twist to the lawnmower, man. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the ending is so good. Please uh. watch that. I had two other stories. I don't feel like talking about them, but I'm just going to read the headlines real quick. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to sum this story up real quick. So a, a two-year-old was arrested in Florida. Actually, no. A two-year-old got pulled out of their school because they were having a Rosa Park reenactment where they <laughs> act like the two-year-old was playing Rosa Parks and got arrested. So the parents snatched them out of that school. It was like, what the fuck are y'all thinking for? And this makes me go back to be like, this is why all those changing of the laws, and changing the books in Florida don't need to happen because we need to have an understanding of those situations. But you're trying to teach the story of Rosa Parks to a two-year-old? That's, that's a little early. Um, YouTuber. It is Florida, though. It is. 
YouTuber chopped off his father's head and showed it on YouTube. Yeah. That shit was He's all arrested. over. That shit was all over Twitter too, man. And I randomly uh, I hate to say this because it's some good porn on Twitter, but Elon got to tighten this shit up. He got to tighten this shit up. That shit I ran. It was on YouTube. Yeah, but I mean, I seen it on Twitter. You know, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's not supposed to end up on YouTube because of the <laughs> yeah, <his> graphic nature. <laughs> like, right? Was it? I guess the algorithm wasn't checking for that. But we can't play Drake. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we can't do that. But the head, oh yeah, put that on there. <laughs> Drake demonetized a head. Ah, that'll be all right. Yeah, Wendy Williams has a two day. <laughs> He's shaking his head already. The, has the, a two day lifetime docu docu series where it's basically where's Wendy Williams? In that shit is sad. Oh, and uncut. It is very sad, and you can see the trailer. It's, Clearly, I had the trailer, but I've been playing a lot of trailers this episode. There is clearly something going wrong with Wendy Williams, and she wants to be on TV, and it's like, baby, you can't be on TV. She can barely walk as she is. Well, it feels like they're kind of, um, what's the word? Like Frankenstein? Oh. Like, this feels very like exploitative as far as like the documentary is concerned because I'm yeah I don't even know if she like some people are saying she did this for a check because her money's gone yeah she said that she's broke she has no money I see she's on a conservative ship like Britney Spears that shit look crazy bro does look crazy but I have to ask Cole Jackson are you tuning in two days lifetime no I don't, I don't want to see I don't want to see that that just looks very just it don't look good. Not because of like what she's going through, but like the fact that somebody signed the signed over to say yes to doing this, which some people saying yeah. Wendy signed to do it. I don't she's know what the executive producing is. it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you gotta have money if you're an executive producer. But Fuck. what I know, it just. It I look, think this is the most a, Wendy Williams thing ever, though. Like she's been talking about gossip and the stories and the thrills of things. Now she is the story and she's embracing it. Like what else could she do in this situation? I don't know. I don't like it. I just feel like it's kind of it just it feels very exploitive and it yeah. don't look good. But again, then again, it's like her saying she ain't got no money and she needs to get a check. I get yeah. cuz it's it's most definitely going to get people to t- tune in. I can tell you that much just by the mm-hmm. way it looks. But sometimes your soul, soul worth more than that. Sometimes, man. Sometimes though, but when you know when life gives you lemonades, you hold a thirteen-year-old until you get three thousand. And this has been another episode of Governor Podcast. My name is Shogun. That's my homeboy Cole Jackson. Make sure you check out the STEM Society on most DSPs what about coming soon. To- discourse. Well. You can check that out, too. It's coming back this week. But I want to talk about the STEM Society because it's on most DSPs, kind of like It's only on one right now. Well, Spotify, but it's it's coming soon to Apple Music. That's right. And and then Appropriate Discourse is coming back next week, hopefully. And uh, we're going to have a special game. I got to say, hopefully. (laughs) I can't can't see the future, but what I can see is another good time on an Inappropriate Discourse. See y'all next week. Peace out.